0: Greetings Sifters, it's been a big day in video games And Matt and I are here to talk to you about it Last night, I could not go to sleep, I was so excited Once they would announced that the whole thing was going to go down It sucks how early it happened I ended up getting like three and a half or four hours of sleep uh, To get up and check out all the Nintendo stuff I got no sleep
1: None? No, because I was up playing stuff, and then I uh, had to take my girlfriend to the airport right after, at 7 a.m., right after, we watched the, the, the Switch trailer, and then we went to the LAX, and then I came back and, like, fell asleep for, like, three hours, and I got up and came here. <laughs> I got, like,
0: four so, hours. Totally worth it, though. Uh, you know, Nintendo consoles, well, I guess now they're coming around every three three years. Yeah. <laughs> <Zing>! well, <laughs> Hopefully it won't be three years before we see the next one. Hopefully it'll make it that five. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but uh, we're definitely going to talk about Nintendo Switch in the episode. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different because we just did an episode a few days ago. Uh, we didn't have enough to- enough content to do a full Big Six. So this is going to be kind of a Game Face freestyle episode uh, where we just kind of roll from one topic to the next. But I feel like we do have some really good stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, should it's be like, a a good episode. like a
1: big three and like a moderate three. Either.
0: Yeah, even <laughs> if it was just Nintendo Switch, I think yeah. it would be a good episode because I... I promise you, we are going to talk a lot about Switch. So maybe it's better that the episode is working out this way. Uh, If you're not interested in Nintendo, you probably won't want to watch this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe you should anyway, because I feel like it's... It's part of the
1: industry. I mean, it's going to be the talk of the town for a while.
0: It is. And Switch is something completely different as well, so is probably worth mm-hmm. learning something about it because it's yeah like, I mean at
1: least we're not going around in circles about rumors finally
0: yeah well the funny part was it was it was all real <laughs> yeah it was like yep uh, let's see one thing I want to talk about right off the top uh, I want to address this on the show there was a huge blow up this week with Pactor factor on YouTube I was completely oblivious to anything because I've just it's just been a crazy time for me, and like I'm just trying um, to just get stuff done for the site. Well, it
1: also I, didn't really happen on Sifted.
0: Yeah, and no, and oddly enough, nobody mentioned it on Sifted either. No. Like after the fact, I went back and looked, and no one had really no. brought it up. I actually did go back and look on the comments on the episode when it appeared on Sifted, and a couple people had mentioned the comment that he made. But basically, what happened is in the last episode of Pactor Factor that went up on YouTube, Pactor made a comment about Awada and called him the late and not so great Awada. And when we were cutting that episode together, I didn't even, it didn't even ping in my brain that it was going to be an issue because he has talked about his issues with Awada as yeah. a CEO forever. Like back in the GT days, oh, yeah. he talked about it. He's talked about it on Pactor Factor
1: at least twice before this. I didn't, didn't read until I, I saw a couple like threads and comments on the YouTube posting that were starting to pop up, and I, I had to go back. And check the video, because it did not register in my head yeah, I mean, when he said it.
0: The, the Nintendo fans completely freaked out and lost it. Neo Gaff like, went bananas. Yeah. And like, as though
1: it was like a personal judgment of him, which is like... I mean, he's referring to his performance as president, yeah. like, which was not particularly great. Well, I think... Right. And I
0: think the problem is that, you know, a lot of people maybe don't remember Pack Attack from back in the mm-hmm. GT days when he used to talk about it, and some of them may not watch every episode of Packter Factor, so I can kind of understand yeah. why... Some I mean, it
1: was it was kind of unnecessary in context. Yeah. It was just, like, him getting a shot in. It's like um, his...
0: It's one of his sticks. It's one
1: of the things... You know, it's like a thing where it's like, you know, if, if... It's like people that don't like Avengers. It's like you start to get so annoyed by how many people love Avengers that you start throwing in your barbs whenever you can get them in, and it just annoys everybody and doesn't really prove the case. But, like, it happens. Yeah. So,
0: and I didn't even know any of this was going on. I just happened to pop over to YouTube because, like I've said before, like, every comment on YouTube, we okay it before it goes live. Although, it doesn't seem to work. It it, it (laughs) appears that people make comments, they appear, other people can see them. Yeah.
1: You can get rid of them if you want, because that's what happened on my but, Swagasaurus video, too. Is like, horrible shit would pop up in the comments, and I'm like... I don't have to approve this before it appears. I can get rid of it, but I can't stop it well, from Well, no, I have all. it.
0: You can set it up
1: so that when I you put I thought I did, video, too, but it was doing exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like, doing. the
0: comments just go up. And then you can delete them after the yeah, fact.
1: But, but they were still there. Yeah, like and people had replied
0: yeah. to comments that I had not even approved yet. Yeah, that's like,
1: exactly what was happening on the, the Swagosaurus thing, too. Like, that's I don't not know.
0: approving comments. That's, like, being able to delete comments. That's just
1: moderation. Like, yeah! Like, yes.
0: I'm like, what the hell is up with that? So... I just went over to see if there were any comments, and okay, usually it's like a two-minute process. Uh There'll be like 60 comments there or whatever, of which probably 35 are actually worth putting up. Because we just don't delete comments if they're mean or nasty. We'll delete them if they're irrelevant or it's just somebody just putting up. A lot of times people Uh will try to promote their channels on there or whatever. And so I went there. There were over 600 comments (laughs) waiting to be okayed. And I was like, holy crap, what the heck? And I start looking at them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The irony of these people trying to slag Pactor for what he said with the things that they were saying. They were awful, disgusting. Some of the worst comments I've ever seen on the Internet, Matt, ever. Like, some of the things that those people said, like, made my heart hurt. Like, (laughs) I can't even imagine... Being someone that would go onto a public website and type something like that and put their name on it, like well, I mean,
1: it is YouTube. <sighs> it. YouTube comments are always
0: look. Now I'm starting to understand why people like PewDiePie and stuff like that will create videos just about YouTube comments because mm. this was really the first time we've had to
1: deal with kind of the riffraff of YouTube. Oh, yeah, it was it, disgusting. It didn't I mean? YouTube comments will always go further than just about anywhere else. I mean, even I mean the worst thing I saw like on the NeoGaf thread, I think was. A guy saying like he can't wait till Pactor dies so he can say stuff like that about Pactor, yeah. and everybody else in the thread was like, "Bro, that's like light. that's not cool. That is like, actually light. Oh yeah, but like but I'm, I'm saying think. like that. I mean, the line even for people that were very upset about it was was." you know, was there. Yeah. And, like, YouTube stuff is just out in the boonies somewhere. It's, there's no there's no filter whatsoever on YouTube.
0: And, look, like, we weren't trying to censor anyone. Like, I didn't delete all the negative comments. I deleted the comments that were pointless, the comments that were personal. But if people expressed it, uh, uh, that they didn't agree with what Patrick said, I left those on there. Like, I'm not going to just, like, censor everybody and not let people kind of give their opinion on the shows that we put up on YouTube but I mean that amounted of the six hundred to probably like thirty comments out of six hundred. Like mm-hmm. most of them were just like die, kill yourself.
1: Yeah, just the usual YouTube stuff. But it was awful. It's it I mean, in the end it's like the lesson is it's not worth the cheap shot, really. It's like what what did that gain anybody?
0: It didn't gain those people anything because no. the comments were deleted.
1: Right. <laughs> well I mean like, you know. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a supporter of the old Voltaire quote, you know, one owes respect to the living, to the dead O's, one owes only truth. Yeah. Um, and Patrick seems to go by that, too, judging yeah, by that, yeah. uh, the, the shot he took there. But, like, mm, time and place. Like, let it go. Yeah. I. Uh, He's I not was... going to make any more bad decisions for Nintendo. Just just <laughs> let it go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I, su- I was surprised because he said that stuff before. And... He wouldn't necessarily apologize for it. He'd say like I'm yeah. sorry that you're offended by it, but he, he, and he would the explain. Not apology,
1: yeah. The u- the usual thing that Pactor does though is usually I've seen him when he says something about that about wada he like goes into it. Like it's right. a, the subject is is Iwata, or The subject is Nintendo's business practices or the or the last ten years of Nintendo's you know the business decisions or strategies it's not like Iwata came up and I gotta get a shot in on him like yeah. it, that's what this one felt like and I think that's well, I one think of the reasons maybe, it, it stirred up the hornets
0: it could be I think maybe he was at a place where he's like I've explained this so many times for literally like seven years now that maybe he assumed everybody yeah, watching the show you can
1: never assume that on the internet because it's just gonna be the thing where it's like look at you know this timestamp in this video this guy says this mean thing and that's all anybody watches Yeah, and they don't even you know people like a lot of people just know Pactor as that guy who's always wrong yeah you know, so like even no, he's not. He's not, but, like, that's the <laughs> reputation that, like, the haters have of him. Yeah. Um, they were having a field day, let me tell you. I mean, if, if that comment had actually registered with me when I watched it originally, I would have been like, oh, boy, batting it all down. See, I I'd noticed it. It's not that I didn't notice it at
0: all. I noticed it, but it still, I wasn't like, this is going to be a problem. Or I would have edited it out. Yeah. Like, I've, he's talked about it so many times, and it's not like Pactor Factor is getting, like, a million views on <laughs> YouTube, where you're getting, like... Hundreds of thousands of new people watching it every week. Like there's a dedicated audience for Pactor Factor on YouTube. that come and they watch it every week. He's talked about it several times on the show already. It just didn't even register. Mm. And so, yeah, another internet controversy. Yeah, it happened. It, it, it's d- over. It did. It's over. And maybe we should uh, turn the page on it as well. Um, let's see. Anything else to house clean before we get moving? I don't think so. Um, Working on reviews of Gears of War four right now. Working on Battlefield one. We're actually going to talk mm-hmm. about Battlefield one on the show today. In and so, Forza
1: Horizon three went up.
0: Yep. Finally, finally dragged my ass through that one. <laughs> it was hard to just talk about cars and mm-hmm. it's. What'd you give it? It got a good score. Well, by sifted standards, it got a yeah. six point nine, um, which is one of the top five scores I think we've ever given on the site. So it did very well and deservedly so. It's a really great game. Have you ever had, have you had a chance
1: to play it yet? Oh yeah, I played a lot of it. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I like the Horizon series anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this. I, I thought one was stronger than two. I think this one is stronger than both of them. Yeah. Um, it's undoubtedly my favorite of the three. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 mercifully not. I mean, it's still pretty bro-y, but it's it's not as bad. It's nowhere near um, as bad. And uh, I mean, Australia is beautiful. Uh, the X- Xbox Anywhere thing works pretty yeah. well. Uh, once they ironed out the problem where the PC version wouldn't recognize me as a VIP yeah well also is, you know you had to do that big windows
0: update as well before yeah. it would start working yeah
1: i don't know if i did that cuz windows 10 isn't very good at telling you when there's an update to go unless you have it set to just update automatically and i don't because do i don't do I'll do I'll that trust either. it no i do
0: that i do that because my my ssd hard drive is like stuffed to the gills mm. like even for this update it was like a huge update i had to save the update onto another hard drive to and get it done well, yeah so it is what yeah, it that's
1: is. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's very nice. This, I mean, the music, music lic- best licensed music. Uh, actually, maybe the second best licensed music of the year. It's great. Um, really good stuff. Yeah, uh, somebody
0: who really knows electronic music as well. Like they were, mm-hmm. their selection is really good. Wasn't
1: a huge fan of being forced into the groove. Uh, yeah, fourteen, the 14 day, day trial. Because
0: um, like when I did it. I was playing the game before it came out, and the game wasn't really set up to make it work yet and it like basically completely yeah. like borked my game. Yeah, same.
1: And same. I couldn't like get out of the loop. It was Yeah, and it stuck wouldn't in. like recognize the playlists in the game yeah. and all this. It was eventually it did work. And I have to say uh, I was not impressed by the selection on Groove at first, yeah. but after I kind of gave it some preference stuff, it actually did start putting together some playlists that were mostly stuff I like. So I okay. was pretty impressed by that. I did not renew the I Yeah, I don't think anybody's to going it. to. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was a nice try. Yeah, it's, I feel
0: like uh, the whole music service thing is so saturated at this point. Like, oh, for sure. It, there's for just sure. so many services. There's only like, one Spotify new... is kind of one already. It's there's like... only
1: one new streaming thing uh, that I'm excited about, and it's not music. So, What it's is a, it? FilmStruck, Struck, oh. which was supposed to launch yesterday but got delayed to November. It's Turner Classic Movies and uh, Criterion are uh, starting a streaming movie service that is basically going to. It's basically like netflix for film snobs oh, and gotcha. i'm super excited about it
0: i might be switching to uh, playstation view in the very near future getting view rid of direct like, tv i mean i
1: was not paying attention to that recently until like uh the place we usually have our football sunday gatherings kind of dissipated and uh i was like well how are we gonna, what are we gonna do if we don't have like the red zone channel anymore And i was like oh you just go to playstation view and you can get like a nice package for like 40 bucks or something and it was, yeah. it was like oh
0: that's great Well like, no, it is it's like 40 dollars a month and it's like you know it's DirecTV or cable or whatever, you end up paying for all these channels you don't give a crap about. Mm-hmm. PlayStation View did a great job of pulling like the most important like fifty or sixty channels for like forty bucks a month. Like I looked at the lineup and I'm like, this is what I watch. And then you can get the Red Zone Channel. Like I usually get Sunday Ticket on DirecTV. You can get the Red Zone Channel, which is like the next best thing for mm-hmm. like forty dollars for the whole season or something. Like I'm having problems. Rationalizing why I'm spending my bill with DirecTV every month is like $135. Mm-hmm. And like I had had all these discounts for years where it was like 85 a month. And when they all went away, I checked my bill and I was like, holy
1: crap, yeah. man. So you, you can usually call them up and say, like, fix my bill. Like, I tried. And, they'll, they'll, and yeah, they wouldn't do anything. Time Warner always comes up with some weird ass new discount I, for I've me. done
0: it. That's how I had those discounts before. Hmm. And I called them and I told them I'm switching. I'm like, I'm going to PlayStation View, has all the channels, 40 bucks a month. And they were like, okay. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're, they've lost 10% of their business in the last 12 months, DirecTV. Mm. A lot of people are doing it, so I That's think I okay. might be next.
1: i not a fan of DirecTV. I'd be
0: interested if any of you guys have PlayStation View, by the way, and you've been using it. If you could put in the comments like a mini-review of how it works for you, I would really appreciate it. It's, it's been really hard to find honest reviews for the service online, and uh, obviously I trust your uh, you guys' opinion. So if any of you guys have a spare five minutes and you wouldn't mind kind of banging out a quick review of PlayStation View, I would really appreciate it. So... Let's get on with the show here. Let's Uh do it. Um, First, we're going to talk about a game that we kind of talked about last week. And I think the reason we're talking about it again again this week is because my excitement for it was ignited by PlayStation VR and the kitchen demo. So we're going to talk about Resident Evil 7. Um, This past week, you know, we've got demos of the game. We've had a couple demos of the game. You know, it's. It doesn't really... What we've seen in the demos doesn't really look like a Resident Evil game. No. Which I'm totally okay with. And I think a lot of people are okay with that. Because I feel like a lot of people have kind of soured on the franchise. I don't need any more boulder punching
1: in my life. We've we've done that.
0: So we've been happy with seeing kind of this change of perspective. And actually, literally, a change Mm of perspective. Because you can play it 100% in VR. But what's been happening over the last week is they've been showing these videos. And they're these little vignettes that basically just show off hey, this is still a Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. So they've been putting out these little 30-second gameplay clips, like this one you're seeing right now, bust open a crate, get something, take it to the inventory box, put it in the inventory box. So, and, and, and this will keep playing, and you'll get to see some of the other ones that they put in. But basically what they're showing is, hey, you know, we're kind of going back a little bit as far as Resident Evil is concerned and kind of incorporating some of these old-school tenets that the series is known for. Um, Like, I think one of the videos where you get like a shotgun out of a crate, I think the video in Japan was actually titled something along the lines of like, you know, old school Mm -hmm. something or other. And so, my question is, is this a good idea? Like, we've already kind of agreed that the, the shift in direction of the gameplay is right, and we're okay with that, and Kitchen scared the hell out of me, and if the whole game is like that, I don't even know if I'll be able to finish it. But one of the things they show in these little vignettes is... Being able to save on a tape
1: recorder. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a good idea? I mean, it's an update of the typewriter thing. Right. No sure. I mean, just also, having I... save points, though. I mean, that's what makes horror horror is like the, the the risk of losing all your stuff, all your progress because you made a mistake. That's the, what survival horror used to be all about. Yeah. You know? Survival horror is not is not a check is not a checkpoint kind of game, and it's also not for wimps, people. Like yeah. Well, know. this
0: game is definitely not going to be. For oh games. no!
1: No, I mean, and the funny thing is, like, I thought the demo of it that they put out a while ago was just sort of like meh. But now, like, you the flip... first
0: one or the Baker's demo?
1: The first one, I think. Oh, okay. It was just sort the of one like where you're just like eh, kind like, of running. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. You're just running around a house, and a sister sort of like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Like, and also, it's fucking ugly. Um, yeah. But then, like, you put you put you know after you know the putting it in VR and like the kitchen demo and all that, you're like, okay, yeah. Like, but like even looking at some of this stuff where, where, you know, where, you're, where the guy was cutting the the tape on the thing yeah. to open it I'm like the only thing I'm thinking having played the kitchen demo and having played uh you know Russia Blood instead of the horror games on VR all I'm thinking is like what's behind you like you got to turn yeah, yeah. you got to look you got to look <laughs> The instant like the camera control goes out of my my control I'm just like okay what are you doing what's going on you know um so that's very effective and I'm not someone who gets freaked out by stuff but like kitchen, like you know in kitchen uh like, there was a... Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't... I didn't, like, jump out of the... Off the couch or anything, but it was, it was like, oh, that was cool. Like, oh, it was I was super petrified.
0: Cool. I was totally petrified. Well, I mean, I
1: think you are the the norm on that. I mean, I did run it for uh, for Benson uh, when he came over, and, like, like, he was... When 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 the thing happens, like one of the things that happens happens near the end, like I thought he was going to rip the goggles off and throw them across the room. Like it was like it was. I mean, uh, you're sitting intense. there, you know it's fake. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, when you watch it out of VR, you're like, what the hell is this Like it's ridiculous. Well, you can't hear the audio. The you audio can't. makes a big impact. Uh, you can hear it on mine because like you can hear it through the TV. You know, oh. like I was watching, it. but it's just like you know everything looks so fake and low res and stuff. But yeah. when it's right there in your face, like it's still it's it's effective and like a whole game like that like that's gonna like like you're gonna need to take some Valium or something like it's it's uh, it's gonna grate on you I think and that's that's good I mean that's that's you know an effective horror technique an effective horror game like we haven't had one of those in a long damn time yeah I'm kind of curious if Outlast 2 will get a VR version I'd kind of dig that so Matt you're cool with like ammo conservation you know I generally don't like the survive. I think a lot of the survival horror tropes are sort of um a, they were a function of the limitations of the hardware at the time. They are not a good idea for gameplay. But um, I don't. I never minded the inventory juggling. Never minded the limited ammo. And I, what I didn't like was the camera. I didn't. I, I think the bad controls and the, and the face, weird obviously. camera is like, like oh, it makes it more tense because you can't. I'm like, no, it just pisses me off. Like no. that, that, <laughs> it always pissed me off. I never liked. And I always, the reason I love Silent Hill so much when it first came out it was that the camera moved yeah. was that it was there was a you know an attempt to make it work uh, as a camera as a camera like as a dynamic character in the game, and it was it was it was a much more effective way of doing things. Like when you, early on, when you, I remember, I still remember, I always remember walking down that alley early in Silent Hill One, and the camera kind of tilts and turns and follows you down it. Yeah. I was like, "That's awesome!" <laughs> like, like, like that was really cool. A lot really of games hadn't done that at that point. No, yeah. I was like, you know, Resident Evil was years away from from freeing the camera like that. So, uh, like, I'm very curious to try. These ideas and these gameplay elements that, well, maybe they, they are a little old and stale in terms of how the survival horror genre has worked in the last twenty years. It's been around. Um, this is a new perspective. This is a new way of, you know, packaging them. And I'm like, I'll give it a shot, especially because like this is not going to be some you know Brookhaven experiment style, or, you know, House of the Dead thing. Like this is Capcom trying to make a real game out of it. And, like, I'm very, you know, we don't really have any full, real games yet in VR. And I'm really curious about this one to see, like, this is a major, major franchise. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it probably the most major franchise to get a major VR oh, installment? Oh, yeah. They're numbering it. This is not a side story. This I is know. not, you know, well, you dead aim you can play it outside of VR if yeah. you want, so. But, obviously, they're thinking about VR very prominently when yeah, they're yeah. designing this. And like I mean that's balls you it know is that, ballsy, yeah. that's that's a that, this is a real move in the direction of making this a, the, you know the VR medium a viable thing and uh, I mean even though it's not a genre I generally care about I'm excited about it because like someone's taking the shot it's great What
0: about this kind of stuff the collecting the fuses and then taking them somewhere and putting them in a fuse box again that's old school RE mm-hmm. stuff that has kind of gone away over the last
1: couple installments How yeah, do you feel about that I mean, more I, of the adventure type of elements. I I like that coming back. I mean, I I I missed the adventure elements when the, when the series became more of a uh, an action game. You missed um, the puzzles and everything. Yeah, I mean, well, I didn't miss the obtuse logic and the the police station that you couldn't go to the bathroom if you didn't put three gems in a fountain right. or whatever. <laughs> but like that never made any sense. But like this kind of stuff is interesting, especially because like. You know, when you're doing this puzzle stuff, you're focusing on that and you're not paying attention to what might be behind you or might yeah. be ha- you know, and and when you're putting yourself in that when it's not so much as like, Oh, the camera didn't show it to you, you didn't but now it's like, Oh, you didn't see it because you didn't look behind you. Right. You know? And that's cool. I think that's a cool way to use the medium. And also if you play the kitchen demo, um, they know where you are, where you're looking, and they pull some cool, do, yeah. you know, placement of things, tricks in just that quick three minute demo. Yeah. Um, and if they have their heads in that space for this whole game, like you're gonna kill somebody with this, <laughs> you're gonna cause a heart attack or something. There's some good stuff in there. There
0: really is. I'm really interested to see how people react to this game because it really does have a lot of the elements of the old school games, and people have been begging for this. Not, I don't even know if. I don't know if that's what people have been begging for. Is what I guess I'm getting mm-hmm. at. People have been saying, "I want the series to go back to the way it was," but I don't know if they're talking about this type of stuff or if they're just talking about make the damn thing scary again instead of being this weird like sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. I think, think a little bit of
1: both. I think there's also the fact that, in my opinion, the whole the Umbrella Stars, you know, Chris saga. and Jill thing had gone about as far as it was going to go. Yeah. You know? Like, if you go any further, you're just in, like, crazy weird Metal Gear territory now. I think
0: they're probably still going to tie stars or something into Oh, I'm sure they'll be, like, you'll find
1: a newspaper. Which I think
0: will be, like, disappointing. Well, the other
1: thing is, the tape recorder makes me think this probably takes place in, like, 1988 or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think this is a prequel.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, set during, like, the 70s and 80s, like, the heyday
1: of horror films. Yeah.
0: When you had movies like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the original Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, I mean... This, and also this I, is kind of Friday, or kind of like Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre, the game. Oh yeah, like and the other demo, I think we have it loaded up. There's, on our there's a lot
1: of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a lot of Hills Have Eyes uh, yeah. happening
0: here. But like um, that, the last demo, the Baker's demo mm-hmm. or whatever, like there's that one scene where like you're sitting around the table and the family's there, like eating intestines or whatever, and you're locked there in the chair. It's a lot like the kitchen. Yeah. It's like you're stuck in that seat, and you just gotta sit there and watch all these people just do this insane stuff with no escape. You can't get away. Like that mm-hmm. is what's so terrifying about the kitchen is you know you can't move. Yeah, you don't and even I- have controls. You're just sitting there with the hel- with the VR helmet on. Like
1: what I also like the um, you know the move to kind of look. Like, one of the things I don't find particularly scary about a lot of horror stuff is, like, if you're, if you're like, oh, the place is haunted. Well, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. So, I <laughs> I don't care. I, it's, like, okay, so it's super fictional, so you're going to have to make me interested rather than scared because that's not scary to me. Yeah. And generally, it's not particularly interesting. But this game, instead of going the zombie weirdo route, is going the, like, the most dangerous thing in the world is another person. Person, yeah. And... That's great. Like, that's, you know, and I'm sure, you know, it's called Biohazard, so I'm sure there will be some kind of tie in to whatever the origins of the viruses that caused the Resident Evil story to kick off will be in there. What year was the first Resident Evil set in? 95. Was it? Oh, it was right when it. So yes. basically, the year it came They're out. They're generally in the years they come out. So then,
0: you're right. This is probably like a prequel, right?
1: Yeah. So I maybe think, this
0: shows how the virus starts.
1: Yeah, or maybe, like. My my wild, crazy guess that has no basis in fact or reality, or possibly even canon, because I haven't paid attention to the story of Resident Evil in a very long time, is that something this family is doing gives, I think, you're playing the guy who becomes, like, the scientist in Resident Evil who invents the T-Virus.
0: Wait, is the woman on the right there? That's the one from the kitchen demo. If you look to the right, right there. Isn't that her? Uh, yeah, I think so. Ah, and you're in a kitchen right there as well. Mm. I wonder if the kitchen demo will be a part of the game.
1: I feel like it's probably a pretty early part of the game, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I uh, here you're seeing what I was talking about, by the way, where you just kinda trap with these total psychos. Yeah, that's her. That's totally mm. the the woman from the kitchen. Much demo. higher
1: res character model. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I Which think is that's good. What, I think they needed her. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't and also like here's how here's how like screwed up and detached I am from some of this stuff is when she's leaning in at you in the kitchen demo, I was like Oh, you're you're not a great model, really. Like you're you look like, really? cartoonish. Like I was, I was like, yeah, if you were photorealistic, you'd be freaking me out more. Are you sure is... you're
0: not just doing that to like keep from getting scared at it? No, because people do stuff like that. Like like there was like when I first got my 3D TV, like, and we have this the the, the deep sea Blu-ray 3D Blu-ray. It's amazing. Like my wife was kind of
1: doing that with some of the 3D stuff. She was like.
0: Mm-hmm trying to kind of like blow it oh, off. Oh no.
1: Because like when I do the underwater shit with a shark show up, I I can't. Like I'm I'm out. Yeah. Like the Like like the idea of a creepy person leaning into my face is not nearly as scary as I'm underwater and like here comes a here comes like a big fish. Oh wow! I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like I am not afraid of like <laughs> the, general, you know? the general horror trope stuff, but like the the demo on PlayStation, the VR Worlds thing, yeah. where like they just lower the the, the cage. Slowly. i like, like I'm fucking losing it. The whole time <laughs> I'm just like, what what is that? Oh, it's a manta ray. Manta rays are cool. I like manta rays. They were in Flipper. You know, it's, like, it's like it's no like I, I it's completely irrational. Doesn't I, matter.
0: I have I am now scared of manta rays because <laughs> manta rays killed like uh, what's his name the Australian. No, they didn't. I I sting they rays,
1: did. a stingray did. Oh, manta rays don't manta have rays. no manta rays have, don't have stings. They're, they're just big goofy Bat-like goofy bats and like you so. can ride them and stuff. No, he got he got stabbed in the in the heart by a stingray. No, it was a stingray. Big stingray, but a stingray, but yeah, a stingray in right. nonetheless. So,
0: in my opinion, I don't know. I'm a little. Reticent to get behind this kind of old school stuff. Like, mm. I honestly, you know, one thing I hated about Resident Evil was the inventory box mm. and how you have to constantly like manage it. It was almost like Tetris, how you had to like, oh, I've got two slots here, so I can slide this gun down here, and I got to put my green herbs over here. Like, I hated that. I hated the typewriter saving system. I didn't mind it mm. the first few entries, obviously, because I just loved Resident thing, Evil so much. The
1: typewriter thing that confused me was like, did anyone ever run out of ink ribbons? I never did. Uh, Like it seemed like maybe in the first couple games, after that they just gave you mechanic, right?
0: It just seemed pointless, and so I I don't know if it's needed in this case. Mm -hmm. Ammo conservation, I think I'm okay with because I liked that kind of like you. (laughs) You hear something coming around the corner, you check your ammo, you're like, I got three shotgun shells. I got to make these suckers count. I just like the attention of like when the enemy's coming at you, and you know you have to land that headshot. Like I love that about old school Resident Mm -hmm. Evil. but. A lot of the other stuff, like, I feel like it went away
1: because it needed to. And so I'm a little nervous that maybe they might try to bring a little too much of this stuff back. That's possible, but it's like, you know, I I mean, I hope, I would hope at this point they're a little smarter than to do the whole thing where, like, oh, I can't carry another key card because I have a machine gun picking up too many slots. Um, That would be annoying. I don't know if they're going to go that far with it. It would be interesting if, like... You know, using the VR situation, like, if they could find a way to more realistically store a lot of your items. Like, things can go in pockets, things can go in your belt, thing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, the one thing that, like, like, you know, survival horror games, which sometimes I would just find boring, is, you know, just like in terms of walking around, trying to find the you know, the red gem to go with the blue piece or whatever. But I feel like this is not going to bore me because it's going to have you on edge uh, because of the perspective.
0: The funny thing about playing those RE games when you had limited ammo was like I was psycho about it. Like I would try to kill enemies with anything. Like I try to, g- I get so good with the knife. Oh yeah! But, like I didn't want to use any ammo, and sometimes at the end of the game, I would end up with just like a massive arsenal. Mm. And then you would never know it's the They'd end never of the use game. It. Yeah, you never use it. Like I would finish the game, and I'd have like. Oh, yeah. A rocket launcher with, like, ten rockets and, like, all these crazy machine guns and rifles. And you didn't even bring it with
1: you to the final fight because, like, you're like, oh, I got no room for that shit. Exactly.
0: It's so hilarious. And, I mean, that's just me, you know. It's just, Mm. like, me. I was just being paranoid. Like, I may need this for some crazy
1: boss that I could never foresee. Yeah. something. It's like something conditioned us to always believe that there was going to be, like, an emerald weapon around the corner. It's like, oh, there's going to be a super crazy boss. It's like, no, this is the final boss. This is all you need. Everything you got. Use it. Like, no, no. I need all my potions for later. I, what? And then the funny part was,
0: like, I'd finish the game, and then I would go back and load a save, and then just play the end again to just unload. Right. Like, I'm like... It's like you're pent up this whole experience, and you never get to just release your arsenal. And so I would go back, load the save, and be like, I'm just going to wipe this guy out. Like, with all <laughs> the stuff that I took all this time hoarding, essentially, I guess that's what it is. Like, I turn into... A weapon hoarder and an ammo hoarder mm. when I know I have limited quantities of this stuff. Well, I would always
1: just run around stuff. Yeah. Like, I or wouldn't even run kill it. I'm just like, nah, you're, not, you're a zombie. You're not fast enough. You know, a liquor, sure, you kill that. But yeah, it's yeah. like, zombie, nah, let's go around them. All it takes is one. I you think, think that's why in the, in the GameCube remake, uh, I think that's why they introduced the Crimson Head. I'm guys Because sure, they, yeah. they were fast enough to, build to, the tension, to deal with that. Yeah. I, 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 and they were great. It worked. They eh, scared the crap I, out of me. I, I hated that game. I hated it Really? That remake. Yeah. Remake. I hated, he hated it. it. Because it brought back the whole camera bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and like it was so I mean the backgrounds were beautiful, but they were so clearly not part of the game. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there was no interaction with them, like yeah. blood wouldn't stay on them. Like it was just so obviously yeah. you know it was like a bad green screen almost. I feel uh, like the,
0: the 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 set camera can help build tension in those games too though. It's cheap. Yeah, because it'll intentionally not show you
1: stuff that if you were looking through the first person right. you would see. And I hate that—not just in horror game. I hate that in all games with that kind of perspective. It's like, yeah. look, Solid Snake could see that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't care what the radar says; he can see through that door. Yeah. And like it's it, you know, and eventually, obviously, Metal Gear did let you go from a first-person perspective with a very complicated series of context-sensitive button problems, but like. Uh, I play that always games. annoys me.
0: I play scary games to get scared, though. Like, I never play scary games and I say, that's not realistic, that's not the way it would be. I'm At the end of the experience, I'm like, did that scare me, or did it not scare me? And my biggest issue with the fixed cameras in the old RE games was it just made it hard to play the game, mm-hmm. as far as shooting and things like that. Yeah. Eventually, you figure it out, and you get pretty good at it. But really, it only worked because yeah. it would auto-aim.
1: Yeah, or like... Remember like when when in the original one were like the only you could either shoot straight ahead or uh, way too high or way too low yeah, like yeah. it was
0: like like But if you were at the right distance and you shot up that's how you got headshots head shot. yeah, yeah.
1: But like I hated that. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
0: so dumb. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like that—that that was the, the point where the fixed cameras really kind of screwed mm. things up for me. But as far as like building systems, I mean, that's why and Resident Evil three and... was
1: so great, or four was so great, was because like all of a sudden it was playable. It was like the perfect mix of both mm-hmm. ends of the Resident Evil spectrum. Like Leon was just clunky enough to control to make it like, like tense, but not irritating. No, you're right. Like even in the first village, whenever
0: you like mm-hmm. are running from like all the Ganados, it's like. They can climb ladders. I remember the first time I went up a ladder, I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> it's like, I climb this ladder. No, and then I'd look, nope. and they start pouring out of the windows in the top roof of the building, and then someone's climbing up the ladder. I'm like, oh, crap. But then they let you, like, kick the ladder down. I'm like, mm-hmm. that game is just brilliant, man. It is great. I really love Resident <laughs> Evil 4. i um, I'm Look, I'm excited for this. The kitchen demo is really what's got me the most excited for it. It's really what's got me all charged up. And then seeing now, in hindsight, being able to look at some of the old stuff. <laughs> I also stuff,
1: love uh that um VR has brought mannequins back in a big yeah. way. In a wh- I mean, every horror game I've played in VR, regardless of platform, is using mannequins. Yeah. As like you come around a corner, shine your flashlight, oh my god, it's oh no, it's a mannequin. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It's a ma balls and mannequins are a big deal now.
0: You know the last game that really did that, I
1: think, was Condemned? Yeah. Like at the yeah. launch of Xbox three sixty? Mm. That was a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean and Silent Hill had a lot of mannequin stuff going yeah, on before yeah. that too, but like uh they've kind of gone away though you're right for whatever reason but now it's like when you just want someone to suddenly freak out because they see a humanoid shape like mannequins are mannequins are where it's at yep all
0: right let's move on next we're going to talk about the other huge announcement today that we all saw coming because rockstar announced it red dead redemption 2 finally shown off for the first time today first of all the title Mm -hmm. red dead redemption 2 People are complaining that that doesn't really make sense because it's actually the third Red Dead
1: game. Nobody cares. I don't really care either. Like, but yeah. I've seen a lot of people like up in arms over this. For, okay, Red Dead Revolver sucked. Okay? It did suck. It was a bad uh, game. Second, Red Dead Redemption never references it. it it's, not, it's, it's not. It's not relevant. A part of the canon. It's yeah. not part of it. They bought the name, threw everything else out, and called the game Red Dead Redemption. So, and I mean, honestly, I mean, I can get Was not really Rockstar's game? Like, yeah, I mean, I can get with the people that want. Maybe hope it would be called like Red Dead Revenge or yeah. Red Dead like Reconciliation or you know some a other yeah. R word. But yeah. it's like, look, <laughs> the, alliteration. The 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 market in general knows the game is Red. Dead Redemption, and so just slap a two on it. You're done. Yeah. Like, it's not that important, frankly. It's important to 2K for sales.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, important. <laughs> yeah it's more
1: for brand recognition, but in terms yeah. of my experience playing the game, I'm not going to think about what the game's title... I mean, you know, whatever. Did you, Matt, have you gleaned really anything out of this trailer?
0: Um, that you didn't glean out of the image that they put out the day before with the seven guys? Well, I mean, it's
1: gorgeous. Right, That's right. about all I got. Right. Uh, but, I mean, other than that... I think it's going to be very heavily influenced by a Seven Samurai a Magnificent Seven. Uh, that shot right there, I really love. By yeah. the way, that, I think <laughs> it's um,
0: still it's, don't know if it's I Marston. Think,
1: mm, I I think it's at least his son. Yeah. Uh, and we were actually Sam and I were talking before when you were in the bathroom before the show about uh, is uh, you know, Sam was wondering if is there any flying. Stuff in, in this game And I'm like well the first game did take place Around you know, the early 1900's With gasoline cars and stuff running around yeah. you, If you jump this ahead a couple of years You're kind of in Wright Brothers you know, Fake ass plane yeah. territory <laughs> uh, you, you know, If Assassin's Creed Can have Leonardo's hang glider like You could theoretically do that with this yeah. you know, A little steampunky kind of thing um, I'd be down for that. Like you know, it, it, they, they aren't doing like straight up you know old old west stuff is like eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties stuff, and that's not what they're doing here. Yeah, they're doing a much more contemporary thing, uh, which is strongly implied to be part of the GTA universe. Uh, in you the, think in, in, the, in the previous game? Yeah, there's a couple of a couple of things on in there. I never picked on And uh, it, you know, it just. I think it's just going to be Red Dead Redemption again, and then there's going to be a multiplayer component that is, in the sense that Red Dead Redemption 1 was basically a dry run for what GTA 5's multiplayer was. It's going to be that again. Um, in fact, the flying machine thing came up over the idea of, like, if the map is undeniably larger, uh, you're going to need a better way for people to get around and ride a horse everywhere. I mean, I guess you can pay for a stagecoach or whatever, but, yeah. like... Um, I mean, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting, basically, GTA five in the Old West. But
0: it'll never have... The flexibility that Grand Theft Auto has. No. Because just because the technology right. is not there.
1: So you have to make it more about what you're doing on the map. But and, see, uh, the, so, uh, so you're ta- hopefully talking about a very content-packed world.
0: So let's talk about the original Red Dead a little bit. Um, some people will say, like, that's my favorite game of all time. Where do you kind of fall on the scale in the original game? Say just, As in the last game. Not, yeah, the last not one. revolver. Yeah, the last um, one. So, so on a scale of one to five, like how much were you into the first
1: Red Dead? I think a four. Yeah, I would say. Um, I would have said five before I got to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that that whole section, uh, I've tried. I tried like three or four different times to get through the Mexico section, which is like I guess kind of like late Act Two of yeah. the game, and I just never got there. It was just too much back and forth nonsense and too much weird travel time. And I wasn't interested in any of the story happening at that point. Uh, I did load it up again when the backwards compatibility happened a couple, a couple months ago. And I, I mean, I still really enjoy it in those, those early hours. Um, so you've
0: never finished the first. I,
1: one? I watched the end on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that. I
0: never finished it either. No, I never finished. I didn't have to review it, and I just which played is
1: unusual it. because I I did finish almost. I think every other Rock's so I finished all the GTA's after three and onward. Yeah, uh, I finished. Bully twice, I finished uh, GTA V twice, I finished uh, um, The Warriors I mean, I, fi- I finished almost everything else they've made, but I never got all the way through Red no, Dead Redemption No, I did Redemption. the same thing Even though Red point. Dead Redemption is one of I would list it as one of my top favorite Rockstar games Wow
0: I uh, could not get through the first Red Dead Redemption I got right, I actually made it through Mexico, but I just felt like the, it just dragged mm-hmm. Like It felt like I started doing the same thing like over and over again, and like I played it when it first came out, so there were just tons and tons of glitches. Right. Like,
1: And there's only so there's many times time you time I get randomly my... killed by a fucking cougar. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> and I get so
0: tired of it. And like, There was one time I got off my horse, and I went to go lasso something, and I turned around, my horse had walked off a cliff <laughs> and was hovering in the middle of like the Grand Canyon, just sitting there like tossing its mane. I'm like, bro, <laughs> how to get my horse back? And like... That stuff just... you whistle? Yeah, and it just just kept happening, like, over and over again. I mean, the one thing I did like about it, I love how the wildlife worked in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I really liked the ecology system in it, and I thought that was interesting, even though it was kind of broken, and you're right, like, you're riding down, like, the trail, and just (laughs) out of nowhere, a cougar just jumps up and, like, kills you, like... (laughs) It got to be annoying in yeah. some regards and it just I just felt like it started grinding along and I never finished it and I did the same exact thing that you did. Like I went and watched the ending on YouTube. And the problem was I didn't have enough context to understand what was going right. on at the ending, did you? Not really.
1: Yeah, I, I watched like, wow, it. Wow, like, Marston looks different. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like I wa exactly. I watched it and I was like, What the hell's going on here? I played this game for like fifteen hours and I'm watching the ending. I don't even know what's going on. So it appeared that like the game kind of picked up at the end, it seemed like mm-hmm. um, and so now that I'm watching like the new footage of this new Red Dead
1: Redemption 2, like it kind of looks very similar, yeah well, the other thing I, I think I made a mistake on in the first one was when it first came out, my friends and I played the multiplayer for like twenty hours, like we we did everything in the multi we got all the achievements, we did the whole thing and Going from doing all that all across the map and multiplayer, and then going to the single player campaign, because the single player campaign slowly unfolds the map like so. I'm like, I've seen all this, I've yeah. done all this, I've hunted all these animals, I've raided all these forts, I've done everything, and I'm just kind of slowly being fed this story that as as Act Two kind of comes around, I realize I don't really care all that much about. Uh, which is unfortunate because I really like Marston as a character, yeah, um, especially early yeah, on, yeah. Um, and it's like there's some real some of Rockstar's I think best writing in terms of character work uh, early on, especially early that's on. That's a big
0: boost because their writing is generally yeah. But really I think very me. early
1: on where, he, where he's working with um, Bonnie uh, at her farm and there's sort of that romantic tension yeah. there. But like they, slow- no, they, nail it. they they sort of like bring it up and then they sort of bring it down and then they like, he like reveals why he's not making any moves on it because he's got his wife and. And there's kind of that mutual respect for that. And it's just like, it's kind of that like element of like, well, if things were different, this would probably be different, but it's not different. And this so is, it's a, not. In, in this time, that's not how anyone thinks. And Marston's an honorable dude. So yeah. that's how it's going to be. And like, I was like, that's a really cool way to take that relation. Because like, that's, that takes, you know, I'm not, I will not say this about Rockstar very often, but that was a very mature take. I agree. On that, those two characters. It was really affecting. I like,
0: I, it just was classy. Like, yeah. And it was a, it was one of those moments that you have with a game where you're like, I'm not getting this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, in mm-hmm. any other game, any other genre, like, I've not
1: experienced, like, a moment yeah. like this. And I think, I frankly, that surprised me coming from the same company that makes Grand Theft Auto.
0: Yeah, well, I think also, you know, it's not Rockstar North
1: that makes these right. games. It's Rockstar San Diego. Or it was. I mean, or it was. The, the peop- the, they fired everybody that made that game the the original one so yeah, I don't know, I I don't know who who's making this
0: is making they didn't label it no, as Rockstar no Star labels or anything so it's just Rockstar yeah. so I'm sure we'll eventually I mean find I, it I out. remember
1: at the at the what was it the the Dice Awards the following you know the following year like it won like best something best action adventure best something yeah. there and nobody from Rockstar of course was there and so, but a couple of the San Diego Rockstar guys were there but they'd all been fired so they didn't like eventually one of them came up and was like yeah thanks we lost our jobs as soon as we finished this uh, but we put our blood, sweat, and tears in it, so thanks for liking it. Bye. And it was just like one of those things where it's like, well, I guess that's the end of that. I think that's one of the reasons we never got a PC port of it. Probably. Was because apparently the code was like a real jury-rigged, like, you know, Held together with tape and wire kind of thing because that that game is pushing those systems. Crazy. It was also really buggy. It was super buggy, day, yeah. but it also was really beautiful, it and it was it was impressive achievement. Even still. oh yeah,
0: <laughs> like watching this footage, right? It's still a beautiful
1: game. It like, runs like a goofball, but like overall, yeah. I think it's, it holds up. <laughs> um, and you know. So, that's, I think, one reason we never saw a PC port was it was just never planned. It's interesting to me that they have not announced a PC version of the new one. Yeah. I wonder if that'll change, but, you know, Rockstar does what Rockstar's going to do.
0: It does. I mean, so looking at how much I enjoyed the first one, or. I played
1: so much poker. Or didn't enjoy the
0: first one, like, I'm surprised (laughs) at how many people absolutely love the, the last one. Like.
1: Well, I think it's a combination of, you know, the Rockstar phenomenon plus, like,. There's nothing Cougars. else like it. They are yeah, Cougar Cougar Simulator. That's what this game should have been called. Cougar Simulator 2017. Here we go. Um, I think there's nothing else like it. Like yeah. like no one. I get that. No but one after like ten setting. hours. I was yeah, kind of I mean, over that part of it. You know.
0: Yeah, and then but I was like, like okay, but, let's have. A, is there a good enough game here to sustain me to the end of this? Oh thing? yeah, but like, and for but, me, it, it wasn't.
1: Well, but enough. even with that, like if you ask me my you know impressions of Red Dead Redemption, I'm going to give you positive ones yeah. because like it, you know while I didn't get through the, through the whole thing, like, it was such a good first impression and I had such a good, like, first... You know, I played the game for, like, 30 hours, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you like, also so
0: think about that studio.
1: You know, its first real
0: game like this. Mm-hmm. Like, it had made, like, Midnight Club and a couple other things before it made this game. Like, wow.
1: Yeah. Holy cow. Also, someone, what a step up. As someone who's grown up, you know, in this area, you know, down in, you know, the Southwest and all, I'm like, it, you can smell it. Yeah. In here. I mean, it yeah. is... This is probably the best, you know, emulation of this part of the country I have ever seen. Oh, it's not probably. Yeah. It it is. Like it's, I don't think there's
0: any other game that's even close. No.
1: Like it's and you know, and Rockstar nails it every just like on GTA five on the next gen systems. When that sunset hits, you know, on Santa Monica Boulevard near the beach, like You're you there. You might as well be there. Yeah. Like yeah, you you yeah. have had the if you had had to wait in traffic for an hour to see it, you would have had the perfect LA experience. That's what it's like to live here.
0: Yeah. So let's go back to the game that's just announced today, Red Dead Redemption Two. What strikes you the most out of the tra- in the trailer that we that we just saw? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing. I mean, I mean graphics. You expect
1: it from Rockstar and from this series specifically because it was gorgeous in its. The first one was gorgeous in its time too, but wow, it is amazing. Like you I mean, you're looking at like this is the PS Pro working hard on this I would guess. What do you think this versus Uncharted 4? Uh I would need to see more of how the gameplay works because they're not really seeing, the, you know, cuz like yeah. one thing about Uncharted is like the environment is super detailed and it's all kind of in the service of That shot right reaction. there is like photo yeah, amazing. I mean oh, that too. Look at the smoke at the from the train. Yeah. Like. It's great. Um I mean it's it's up there. Uh, look, that's that's a great one too. Just just the 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 light, animation, the and flat edit. lighting of the overcast day, and the, and the, the depth of field as you go back down the road. Like that's amazing, and like you know, Rockstar just nails. Rockstar nails feel, like does, they nail yeah. atmosphere in their graphics, and yeah. it's it's one of the greatest things about their games.
0: It's definitely one of the best looking console games I've ever yeah. seen.
1: Well, for, when I first saw it, I'm like, is this PC? I like, they do yeah. it? And of course, there's no PC version, yeah. so I guess it must be PS4. Yeah.
0: And Um, I think you're right. That's probably it running on PlayStation 4 Pro. Or actually, it's running on a dev kit. So it actually is running on a PC. (laughs) But I
1: I would guess that what you're looking at there is what you're going to see when you've got PlayStation 4 Pro and the HDR and all that on. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, look at the lighting coming through the trees and the, the... The bloom. I
0: mean, it's just... Yeah.
1: I mean, if that's real time right there... Look That's at that. That's crazy. It really is, dude.
0: <laughs> just, like, the looking at the the light coming off the river from, like, a mm-hmm. mile away. Like, it's just... Look at the smoke from that train. Look at that. It's really, really impressive. Like, yep. just all the cattle right there, and how they're all animated differently. Like... I mean,
1: we still don't know anything, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, like, it's beautiful. It
0: is beautiful. Alright, so, based upon this... And here's the thing. This trailer, you know, if you look at the TRT on YouTube or whatever, it looks like it's a minute plus. It's actually... 50 seconds of mm. actual footage. Cuz when we get footage ready for the show, like we cut, cut the cut head the and tail and off of stuff, it and yeah. we only have the meat of what's there, it's 50
1: seconds. What's your hype level on a scale of 1 to 5 based upon this trailer? Uh, I think in terms of what's coming out in 2017, it's a 5. 5. Yeah. Wow. Like I'm I mean, and again, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Yeah, yeah. But, but like I want to I want to see the, you know, and I again, because I'm, you know, I come from the West Coast, like that area of this area of the country like makes you know it gives me give me good feels like when i when i see it rep- you know same i mean i'm buying watch dogs 2 just to see my city right. you know i didn't even like watch dogs 1 very much
0: yeah <laughs> like i'm, I'm like, there with you actually i didn't think it was all but like
1: uh, like i just want to see that world and i want to see that stuff happen on my screen it's, it's i didn't beautiful. like
0: watch dogs so much that i am giving watch dogs 2 to someone else to review <laughs> oh,
1: we'll put wow. it to you that way Probably smart yeah i think i <laughs> would probably do the same cuz like Sorry
0: guys if you wanted my opinion on uh on yeah, that game you're going to have to get it on the show someone else is going to do the game eventually I mean there's a it. lot
1: of room for improvement on Watch Dogs I mean the original Watch Dogs to me was like is this the base like the baseline engine that you just build all the other Ubisoft games on right. because it was like it was like you could have just called that game generic Ubisoft open world title yeah. like it was there was no anything I hope they nail they come up with the like, the new protagonist is less of a monster yeah. than Aiden Pierce was. Right. Um, I'm not worried about that kind of stuff with Red Dead Redemption because, like, I know they're going to give us an interesting story. That one guy on the far left in that the image they tweeted looks a lot like Marston. It does, Or someone, yeah. or some Marston. Yeah. And I wonder if this is going to, you know, since they pioneered the idea of switching characters back and forth a lot in GTA V, are we going to have, like, a seven-man switcheroo here? Yeah,
0: it's like your posse.
1: Yeah, or it would this... be interesting if
0: they. Somehow... Well, the other question
1: is, okay, it's called Red Dead Redemption Two, but that was like a big posse. One of the guys looks like looks like uh, Marston. Is this a prequel? Is this the story of the gang he was in and how it all went wrong, which is that the pre- which be. is the premise when where he comes back to uh, was it, was it Bill Bill something Bill Williams or something like that? I don't remember what his name was. He go, you know goes to the fort to talk to Bill, and that he gets shot, and that's how it all kicks off, right? Because he used to be in that gang with them, and now he you know it's all he takes. Redemption seeking redemption. Um, so is this the story of when he was younger and they were part of that gang and how everything went wrong. I wonder if they would name it two though if it was a prequel. Well, Godfather Part Two is a prequel. Yeah, that's a good point. So but I think I I would be surprised though if it were. I would be surprised if it were, but it sure looks like it looks like. I think that would be a great premise for the game. Also, let's not forget, you know, Rockstar games are very long and just because it covers that doesn't mean that's all it is. That's all it is, you're right. So my hype level is actually a 4. Which is still amazing. It's still great. Mm -hmm. But
0: you know, when I do stuff like this, I look at evidence. And the evidence I have is that I played the first game and I enjoyed the hell out of the first 10 or 15 hours and after that it kind of waned for me. So, until they prove me wrong and prove to me that they can create an experience in this same setting with this, because basically you have the same set of tools here. You got horses, you have lever action rifles, uh, you may have, you have buggies, You may have vehicles, probably not going to have planes or anything like that. It's a very limited tool set to work with when you start comparing it to other open-world games. And, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of other open-world games, like Skyrim or whatever, sure, they don't have guns, but they have magic. Mm -hmm. And that kind of stands in place for... It kind of makes up for... When you have supernatural
1: elements in a game, it can make up for
0: a lot. This is kind of grounded in realism. Well,
1: the thing that would help, I think, would be... Um, if they kind of take the Skyrim uh, idea of like having places to see in the world that tell their own little stories. Yeah. And they did have sort of that in um, the original where like you had the the strangers and freaks thing. Yeah. That became a a staple in uh, GTA 5 as well. Um, Where like if you can make the world like an interesting place where things constantly occur and if you are going to do the switching thing between all these different characters if you can have each character have a very rich kind of storytelling experience in all these different places in the world where like, you know, only they will only they will experience those things. It kind of lets you septuple the, the game area. Yeah. Uh, all you need to do is come up with different weird people for them to interact with. Like, that could be a very interesting thing. Well, what if there's
0: even parts of the game where all seven of them are sent off in different directions? Oh, yeah. And you're controlling all seven of your posse members in different places, and then maybe they crisscross and come back together. Mm-hmm. It's Rockstar. Like, I would not be surprised if there's not some crazy kind of twist like that, where there's some unique gameplay paradigm. But all I'm basing my opinion of this on right now is 50 seconds of footage that we saw, <laughs> and and the last and a game couple that
1: I, of tweet, a couple of tweets. Right. And
0: the last game that I actually played, mm. so for a long time. So I'm excited for it, but I wouldn't put it like... At the upper echelon of games for next year, right now for me. Like, there's five or six games, because next year's pretty freaking awesome, mm.
1: provided they don't all get delayed. It's up there. I think it's up there for me. It's, I, I mean, I'd have to look at the list of stuff coming out. but And who knows if it even comes out. I know. I'll tell you one I, big yeah, thing. I, mean, fa- I fall am not drafting yeah, no drafts for Red Dead 20.
0: Redemption 2 next year. I'm not getting anywhere near that game. No. It's getting scratched off my draft list right now. Because that's the other thing. Like, I would be really surprised if it actually does come out Q4 next year. Yeah, I I have that question about a lot of things that were shown today. Yeah, I mean, look, Rockstar (laughs) is not notorious for, like, long delays or anything like that. Like, it generally gets within a quarter.
1: Especially in recent years, if they announce it, they're usually pretty close to done. Because you can already pre-order it. Like,
0: Rockstar has all its ducks in a row when it goes to do stuff like this. But it's just,
1: we've seen the big stuff this generation slip to Q1 over over and over and over. over. I
0: will never draft a Q4 game for a year ever again. I'm done with that. I learned my lesson the hard way this year.
1: (laughs) Really the hard way, so. Shane's draft for 2017 is just going to be all these February games. You know what, I'm...
0: I'm just gonna draft games that I know are coming out. I don't care if they get like a three out of ten.
1: There are a few games. There were a few games this year that you know, we knew were coming out. Right. But, but, and it mean, still got. How, how much 2016 stuff was slapped all over those Zelda trailers? Oh,
0: I know. Yeah, I got doesn't mean, well. doesn't mean
1: anything. Don't mean a thing. You yeah. Nasty pubs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, when bad stuff happens to you, you've got to learn from it. That's the way I look at it. So I've definitely learned some valuable lessons with uh, the draft this past year. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next we're going to talk about another open-world game from 2K, mm. Mafia 3. We should have talked about it last week, but I totally blew it. So <laughs> we've shoved it forward to this week's episode. I have not played it. Mm. Um, I did edit the game eval for today, which went up <laughs> today. Uh, Matt Cabral did the game eval for us and did a great job. Very well written. If you guys haven't read it yet, you should. Um, but I'm interested to hear someone else's perspective, particularly someone whose opinion Mm. I respect a great deal, Matt. So, how are you feeling about it?
1: Uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um... Is it that bad? Technically, yes. Really? From a technical perspective, for sure. 2K doesn't put out games like this. I don't understand what happened with this game. Because here's the thing, uh... I really like the main character, I like the story, I like the setting. Matt gave the story a 9 out of 10. The story's really good. The story might be the most mature handling of race and racism I've ever seen in a video game. Well, Um, I mean, first of all, that subject matter that has
0: kind of been taboo in video games. Like, I can't even remember, really, any games that have
1: dealt with racism. Not Can like, you? not like head on. I mean Like even at all. Like
0: maybe a couple there was like some comments stuff, from NPCs A
1: Couple here of comments and there. from NPCs. there's some stuff in Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Um, about, you know, some, right. some anti Asian racism. Uh, there is um what was it? There's a, I mean, GTA has dealt with it a little bit here and there, uh, although they never really have a... It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, they never like... really have a viewpoint on right. it. It's always just sort of that's like... That's Rockstar. This sure going. this sure is a thing that occurs. <laughs> you make your own decision on Isn't it. Isn't it funny? It's like, no, not really. <laughs> it's not. Yeah.
0: Uh, mm, and neither no. is a lot of the stuff we're seeing right now, yeah. actually.
1: And here's... The other thing is um, uh, this was directed, as I believe, at least from what I read, it was directed by uh, Hayden Blackman. Uh, and his company at Hangar 13 up in uh, Nevada, California, and um, uh, he was he was at Lucas Arts for a long time, and he did the Force Unleashed games. Okay, and um, well, I did not like the Force yeah. Unleashed games. Yeah, <laughs> a few very people much. did, but I can definitely see, and maybe I'm totally wrong here because I don't know much about the production process of this game. But I totally see, in my opinion. Uh, his motion capture and character animation direction style in this game. Really? Because, wow. Because uh, one of the things I always liked about the, because the character work in Force Unleashed I always liked, even though I didn't like the actual game very much, because he has this, he ha- those games, and I I assume he had input on it because he was the creative director of those too, um, he kind of has this thing where he does sort of a squash and stretch with the motion captured faces, which sort of give them a more, and I hadn't, I didn't think to tell you to get it, but I wish I'd thought of it, um, uh, I'm thinking of the early, early in like a third of the way through Force Unleashed One, uh, when the Emperor shows up and Vader stabs Star no, through the back. That. Yeah, yeah. And it's all like a fake betrayal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. When he stabs Starkiller through the back, Star Killer's face like like goes like you know he's he, he his ma- he's he's gas his mouth opens like like that. No, now I remember, an, that. Now a normal, I remember Yeah, it. but now a normal like character animator maybe would take that and just sort of you know open the mouth and you know raise the eyebrows and be it. In that game, and this is, I think, something I associate with Force Unleashed and thus with Hayden Blackman's direction, he, um, like, the, 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 the head kind of stretches, like, almost unnaturally. I remember like, the shot, But totally. it pops in a way yeah. that... The, the fact char- that I remember it yeah. after
0: all this time in a game that I wish I could forget. Yeah, and it
1: <laughs> pops in a way that the characters in Mafia 3 also have, um, especially uh, the priest, because it's... it's, it's um, the game is is the framing device is that it's a documentary about Lincoln uh, and his so whatever horrible thing he did in the So uh, let's set up the, the plot really
0: quickly. He's returning from he's come
1: back from Vietnam. Uh, in a decorated soldier, in decorated Vietnam, soldier right? from from special ops. Like he's 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 a dangerous guy. Yeah. Uh, he's done some really you know almost black ops level stuff over there. Uh, PsyOps trained, like he is. A, he is a bad motherfucker. He's a badass, and um, and he comes back to, uh, I mean, New Bordeaux, but it's New Orleans. It's New Orleans, yeah. yeah. Why would um, they just not use New Orleans? Because that's like they didn't call New York New York in the series. Even New York is Empire City, so right? I guess but they, why do why do games not use the real names of the cities? Because GTA didn't. But why? I don't know. I have to ask. Uh, you have I to mean, ask it's not a, like
0: a, su- a city can sue them. I don't know. For using the name of the you city. You have to ask
1: DMA why they decided to call New York Liberty City.
0: I just don't understand. But then they called
1: uh London London.
0: Right. So, <laughs> That's what know. I'm saying. Like I don't understand why they do this. It's like why not call it New Orleans? It is. I mean, you can see the the French Quarter or like Bourbon Street. Like mm-hmm. you can see it. Well, they even
1: well, they even call like please you know it's it's not the French Quarter, it's the French Ward. It's you know, so it's, dumb. it's just this weird you know, it's a twist of the lens. I don't I don't know why. I don't know. But New, you know, New York's not New York. It's Empire City. But, like, everything else is... Re- I mean, Vietnam's still Vietnam. And yeah, like, the exactly. Vietnam War is still the <laughs> Vietnam War. Everything <laughs> else is totally realistic except the names of the cities. It's very strange. It really strange.
0: makes no sense to me. Um,
1: but anyway... Maybe someone in the chat knows why. But he comes back and... Um, and, uh, you know, to, to the the bar that his, uh, his adopted father figure... Uh, Runs and it turns, eventually you learn that like they have always been an organized crime kind of family in a, oh. in a world of, you know, like he he, he went he went to Vietnam because he was drafted or whatever. Maybe he signed up. I don't remember which which it was, but basically he comes back and they're like, all right, let's get back into the life. And like he's planning. That to sounds leave. like every Grand Theft Auto game ever. Right. Well, he's well, he's <laughs> <laughs> planning like, to leave. In
0: every <laughs> he's
1: planning to leave. Like he Kims comes, comes back to see everyone. Because uh, the, the neighborhood is very tight-knit. It's a black neighborhood that is very tight-knit, and everybody knows him, and everybody knows the family, and they take care of each other. And uh-huh. it's got, you know... This, it's got that kind of classic mafia thing where it's like... you so know, they look, The fam- a family looks out for their own, takes care of the neighborhood, does the... You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so he comes back, and then, like, there's a whole problem with the Haitians, which is another GTA thing. It <laughs> Remember is, the Haitians? yeah! They kill the Haitians. <laughs> Remember, there was a whole flap about that. So you go in the first mi- main mission, and you go and kill the Haitians. Wow. And, like... And you come back and of course there's retaliation, everybody you love is killed and, and he you know, he doesn't get killed, he doesn't die because you can't kill hate. Right. And um <laughs> and he wake he, he wakes up like months later and decides he's gonna take over New Orleans. What do you mean by wake up? Was he in a he coma? gets shot. He gets oh. he gets shot but the bullet doesn't penetrate his skull because little known <laughs> fact, if you hold you know, if you hold a gun right to someone's head and pull the trigger, if their head is hard enough, it'll just go it'll Really? it'll it can deflect. Yeah.
0: Why is that?
1: Because you need to let the bullet build some velocity. Wow,
0: oh, that makes sense.
1: So it, it's basically creased. So he's got a scar all the way down his head for the rest of the game. And I wondered what
0: that was, and all yeah. the screenshots and everything.
1: And uh, but like, but the the framing device of the whole thing is like a it's like a documentary uh, you're watching about what he did. That's being made like around like 1990 something. So has, like, everyone's file
0: footage and everything. Yeah, and everyone's
1: older, and then you have like file footage of like the the, the CIA guy that is like kind of your fixer for like all intelligence stuff, and he tells you who you need to go kill next, basically. Um, and he, there's like a bunch of footage of him years later, in like a just like a Senate hearing where they're like trying to get to the bottom of all this mafia shit. And um, but a lot of you know a lot of it does deal with the inherent racism. Uh, between all the different gangs and the, the Italian mobsters versus the black uh, uh, family that gets you know massacred because there's no respect for them basically, um, you know, and just the way kind of the society sort of is dead set against him and stacked against him, and he decides to take it back and bring a whole lot of other kind of oppressed minorities by the system with him. So basically, and, the
0: objective of the game is to retake over the city.
1: Uh, well, because you never own the city he they just own their little kind of corner right um but because the guy the the the, the reason he the guy cuz you see a little bit here there's this job where they're uh, breaking into the federal reserve this is organized by the top mafia italian mafia don of the whole area whole city and that's his, I believe his son you're with there. And then that's what they screw you over with. Like, you, yeah, get, all the, you get all the money back. This is like the thing you start. This thing starts about three different ways. Because, like, first you start with a documentary framing device, then you go in media, like, in media res to this heist, and then it flashes back to when he first got back from the war. And then, like, slowly. That part catches up to this job, and the flash and the framing device documentary catches up to what this job meant, and then like it, it's it's very complex, and I don't think it really needed to be. But, but the thing is, like, it really does explore kind of uh, like the sort of weird bubbling undercurrent of racism that's sort of constantly present in American society in general but also especially in this time this time because it's 1968 1969 yeah, yeah. Um, you know the civil rights movement. act uh, yeah. m- movement is in full effect uh, you know the civil rights act had only been passed a few years previous to that there was a lot of you know still you know getting over the jim crow and getting over right. segregate you know the, the city is still segregated frankly right, i mean right. you know no one is interested in having that conversation yet and uh, they really dig into a lot of that stuff. And I think they do a good job in being pretty historically honest about it. Good. Um, in fact, the game starts when you boot it up. There's a big text screen that says, like, there's a lot of racist stuff in this game. And we do not support that. But we think it's important to look at that part of history and not deny it. Oh, good. And, um, and I think they did a good job with it. Um, or at least it was very interesting. So where does uh, it start well, to fly off the rails? Well, the story I don't think ever does. It starts to fly... No, I mean off. just the game. The game started to fly off the rails when I booted it up. Because, <laughs> look, I mean, you, okay, look at this game. So this is, you know what this footage is from? Is this the PS4? Or it is, it? is yeah. Okay, so look at this game. It's a game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's a video game. This game does not run at 60 frames per second on my PC.
0: On your PC. I mean, it does
1: not support SLI, so it's running on one Titan X. But, okay, I put this thing up to, to, to 2K max everything out it runs at 40 frames a second Jeez. it looks like a first wave playstation 4 game basically right and there's Maybe a that's t- why 2k isn't putting out a pc version well, well, of red dead 2 <laughs> well here's the thing i think this is a different situation i think and 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 they put up a at first when you when it first launched it was locked to 30 frames a second there was no way to that. fix it yeah. so they put a patch out that unlocked the frame rate but then i loaded it up and the frame rate only went to 40 and i'm like what the hell is going on so what happened here is i had to turn down reflections to medium, and volumetric uh, environment effects to medium to get it to run It's a solid 60 frames a second. Uh-huh. Which is ridiculous. It, that is ridiculous. Because on the same card, single card, I can run a Rise of the Tomb Raider on Ultra, and Rise of the Tomb Raider was better than this. Oh, yeah, folks. way better. Um, but I think but you're or just or being
0: a graphics whore. Let's talk about like the actual... But what I'm talking about... about
1: this is like kind of what I'm talking about, where like the technical things on this game like don't even seem to function... On the barest on level. On the basic level. And I, you know what's funny? I just I just saw in the footage there. Did you capture this? You no, capture I didn't. This. So like you knocked that guy out, and then he picked him up and carried him to the furnace. I did the exact same thing hey, you when throw I did Can I burn him? Can yeah. I throw him in the furnace? <laughs> Whoever captured this footage is just as sick as I am. Apparently, I like that. I think most people would do that though. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's stupid that they didn't let you
0: do that in the game. But maybe that's sort of an example of. Something mm. you would get from a Rockstar game, you've been trained to expect right. from a Rockstar game that so, you're not getting. Because look, this studio doesn't have a big, like a, an impressive pedigree. Like, no.
1: Well, I don't, they don't have any pedigree. Right. This is the it's first like, thing they've done. This is a, and I think. And what I'm, studio goes from zero to 100? Well, I, I have a theory that I have no evidence for that I'll get to on that. But, um, so the problem comes like this, this is early stuff. Like once the story gets going, uh, and you know everything. All all the main stuff is out of the way, and now you're on your war path to take over the city. Um, you, j- you like you know how in like a lot of the open world games you'll have like these weird side activities. So you can go through the story, or you can do these. You know, oh go go get the marijuana and run it across town to like this location, or go infiltrate these hideouts. And each hideout will give you more money to as your you know, your regular income thing. So you know, like, you know, they, there's always that kind of side mission stuff in these open world crime games. Yep. Those aren't optional in this.
0: They aren't. That's the meat optional? of the game. Like oh, you are really? literally
1: going through all these like identical raid the hideout, steal the car, b- you know, blow up this thing. Like like that's all it is. There aren't any like real legitimate missions. Every once in a while there is. Like like but like early on there's all these tons of like legitimate designed missions, and then after that, I've spent twenty hours playing just this side shit that's actually not optional because you have to unlock the next t- tier of guys you have got to assassinate right cuz uh, there's like a there's like a tiered system sort of like the nemesis system in shadow of mordor yeah. except like there's no freedom to do anything it's right. just like it just shows you kind of a tr- you know like a tree and like up at the top is the guy you want to kill ultimately and down here you got to get through so you got to like recruit these guys to be sort of your capos kind of thing and then like you go through that and it's just it's just this constant grind the of doing grind. the same thing over and over and over and it just and you know and you're running around doing all these. There's all these collectibles you can get and some Playboy magazines, Playboy magazines with uh, real centerfolds in them. Yeah, yeah, and real articles. Like there's like really if anything in the <laughs> issue in question, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> if anything in the issue in question is related to segregation, <laughs> Southern race problems. Uh, if there's a centerfold who is from you know New Orleans or Georgia or the, or the su- su- deep South. If there's an interview with like a, a, a prominent politician or like business person who's from that area. It's there. Are and they like, the real articles? They are real Playboy? articles. Yes. Real. They're real art- They're real. And wow. Like, and like real art- real interviews with real people, or if they aren't, they're the, mo- the best looking fakes I've ever seen because they, they're they're down to the font. It looks wow. right. Wow. Um, and it's really interesting. Like like there's real. I know I don't want I I to pull the whole I read it for the articles thing, but it's <laughs> like like some of the inter- like there was an interview with this super ultra right wing conservative billionaire from New Orleans from like this issue in like 1964, and it's fascinating. Yeah. Like I'd never heard of this guy. Before, well, being, the centerfolds are fascinating. And the other thing too, is, the girls—they de- they literally <laughs> describe him as ultra right-wing, you know, ultra conservative right-wing bi- billionaire, and his opinions would be like super mild today. Like, oh, like right. it's like it's like the Tea Party would call him like a you know a, a rhino, like a turncoat. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> like he's way too nice about a lot of that. T- <laughs> it's fascinating. It's really interesting. And then there's like the Vargas uh pinup stuff. Yeah. And there's a uh, Hot Rod magazine which also has some articles in it. It was a big deal um, back in the day. And uh I mean that stuff's cool. Here's the thing, the vintage stuff, the stuff that sets the the tone, sets the time period. By the way, when I said that like um uh when I said that uh the pre what was it um the game that I thought was like the number two licensed soundtrack of the uh, Forza Horizon Three. Yeah, this is number one. Oh, gotcha. Like th- this sound, the soundtrack, yeah, her, her the licensed soundtrack the is amazing. Love the,
0: all the everything about the audio in this game. Yeah, I mean it's. So it's, the voice acting is. I wish, too. and
1: I know it would be anachronistic, but I wish he had. like, I wish Lincoln had like a portable radio or something <laughs> on it so I could listen to stuff while I'm running around doing these terrible side missions. Yeah, um, because I hate getting out of the car because I can't listen to the music. Right, anymore. right. Um, so that's great look like the presentation in terms of like you know setting the scene is great. the presentation in terms of the design of the cities are great like the city is great like the the bayou is a ama- you know it, it's ugly because it doesn't really look like a modern game the way we expect like especially on the pc but like you can tell there's a lot of
0: terrible it doesn't look
1: terrible but not good looks average there's that kill list that, that tree thing there um and I like what they do with like you know. You see the little like kind of pop up you know turn left go straight signs on the side of the road there yeah. like I love that because it makes the g p s stuff unobtrusive and it doesn 't look like g p s because it's too early for GPS, well, there but, wouldn't be g p s but like it also then, doesn't yeah. like interfere with the kind of the immersion of the world so much as oh, it just looks like a street sign right, it 's a right. nice way to tell you where to go without drawing a line on the ground you right. know? so there's a lot of good ideas in here, but like but like I said um like I was infiltrating a warehouse. And you can whistle. You know, you do the Assassin's Creed thing where you whistle and somebody comes in. The whistle is the most powerful weapon in the game. Yeah. <laughs> because they will just run at your ass. The like, AI is bad, it's right? It's terrible. That's it's,
0: like one of the worst parts of the entire game. So it's like,
1: that's one of the reasons doing the same thing over and over again is so boring. Because if you want to do it right, it's super easy. You just got to sit there and do the whistle thing. If you want to do it wrong... Well, that's easy, too. Like, it's not... It, it, there's no challenge to it, and you know you're going to succeed at each thing, and I know that you can succeed at anything in a video game, and that's kind of a red herring to some degree. But it's just... There's no... At no point does it throw anything at you like where you're like, oh, after, like, the first time you do each of these mission types, where you're like, oh, how am I going to do this? Like, you know how you're going to do this. Right. Every single time. There's no mystery. There's no tension. No. And you're bas- so I mean, It basically this- doesn't mean to so an end. You're just doing right. all this stuff so you can just see the next story segment. Yeah. And-, and like. Usually those story segments are kind of worth it for to me, but like I would have probably just watched the YouTube supercut. Yeah. Uh, if if I, and again the fact Is that, that what I, you're recommending people do? Kinda, yeah. Like <laughs> just cer- watch all the cutscenes strung together. Certainly don't pay sixty dollars for this. Like I don't think it's worth that. I'm actually look if I didn't have to play it enough to be comfortable talking about it here, I probably would have gotten a Steam refund on it. Wow. Which I never do.
0: I've never got a Steam refund, but
1: like. Because, but I play. I had to play more than two hours, and I, you know, I, I, by the time I was far enough in the game where I felt like I had a real handle on how it functioned overall, I was like twelve hours in. Here's my question to you, Matt: Why have you played so much of
0: this game but stalled in Red Dead Redemption? I played a lot more this. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought you had stalled around the same spot. Oh no 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 Are you going to finish this game? Or are you going to keep
1: playing? I haven't played it in like a week. Really? So probably so not. No. <laughs> probably not. Maybe over the holidays when you got some time kicking around. Maybe. I mean, though, I don't have my PC with me during the holidays because I visit my family. But, right. Uh, I mean, I'll probably go back to it at some point just to see the end, just to see more of the story because I I really do like Lincoln. He's a great protagonist. He's very in, he's interesting. He's not, like, driven to revenge for stupid reasons, and he knows he's doing a terrible thing, but he's like, it's all I got. Yeah. And he's very honest about that, and I like that, because he's not trying to dress it up. He's just saying, I mean, to some degree... Which, know, honestly,
0: some Rockstar games do that.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing. I mentioned about my, you know, my evidence-free conspiracy theory about who made this game. Yeah, yeah. This game took a long time. You know, the other Mafia was, what, 20... Mafia 2 was 2010. Yeah. Uh, So six years. Here's the thing. They haven't been working in this six years, though. I think they might have brought this dev in to save what was already partly done. Oh, god! Because... Yeah. That could be. All the, the side missions... Here's the the problem with the previous mafias was they had this big open world and they never did anything with it. There was never any side mission stuff. Yeah, delayed. I mean, was it was... Any, it was nothing.
0: I mean, calling it an open world game is stretch. Right.
1: I mean, it was technically an open world you had to drive through to get to the next waypoint, but you never... Wandered it. You never, yeah.
2: you
1: know, there was never. You were always waiting for that point where, like, okay, go play, and it never came because yeah. there was nothing to do. And the way the 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 open world side mission stuff, which is mostly required unless you want to run out of money, you know, some stuff you don't have to do everything, but like, you're gonna want to do everything just so you can afford stuff. Um, the point at which you start doing those. Everything else in the game, like anytime there's a conversation or anytime there's like some kind of you know uh, moment with new characters, there's a very well directed, very well done cutscene, cinematic. When you talk to people that are kind of your contacts for these side mission things, because you go like you'll go to an area and say I go I gotta I gotta take out this guy, you got talk to this guy about it. Okay, he'll tell you like okay this guy and this guy know stuff about his operations, so you got to take down their racket. So go talk to these two guys, and they'll tell you about the rackets you need to take down. So you go to each of these guys. When you go to each of these guys, instead of like a normal cutscene from the game, it's your character model and his character model standing staring at each other in a room just with audio playing. Oh, really? Like It's like, okay, so wow. it feels real tacked on, yeah. is what I'm saying. And so I'm kind of wondering if some of, if this was sort of like a okay, like, this is sort of partly done, but we want to change direction, and maybe these guys can sort of save it, and, like, it feels like they brought in the relief pitcher on this, yeah, and I have too. no evidence for that. I have no reason just to claim that. It's just when I was playing it, I felt like I was looking at two different people's work. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no,
0: I get it. I totally get it.
1: But, like, some of that doesn't jive with what I'm thinking, because it's like, well, if... Hanger thirteen came in to save it. How come so much of the storytelling and all the stuff that feels like it would have taken longer to do feels so much like what Hayden Blackman has done in the past? And also, right. he's a great writer, and I think a lot of the writing in this has his fingerprints on it in some places. Just in terms well, of, well, I the mean, sense, he could have just come in and punched up the script. True. And- um, I mean, I just I don't, know the, I don't know the details, I don't have any proof of anything, but like when I was playing this, I felt like I was playing kind of two different games sometimes.
0: Now, an important thing for a lot of people with these types of games is what is it like to just go out and mess around and try to have fun in the open world? That's one thing that Grand Theft Auto is amazing mm-hmm. at. Some people, that's why they can just buy Grand Theft Auto and just play it forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so for a lot of people with open world games, that's one of the most important elements of it. Can you just drive around and be crazy
1: and have fun in this? Yeah, I mean, there's not as much freedom to do that in this as there would be in like. I mean, is there like a cop system where if you cause havoc, they'll chase you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, They bring in
0: helicopters. No,
1: there's no there's no flying anything. There's no motorcycles. uh, There's no. It's just big boats of cars. Uh, In fact, one of the big issues I had early on was like the cars handle like garbage for the most... because that's accurate.
0: Well, there's two settings, right? There's like... Oh, yeah, the realistic... And, oh, the
1: realistic setting or whatever, the, the simulation setting whatever, like, I, I don't even know what they're doing there. I mean, look, People
0: complain about the driving in Grand Theft Auto, but I like it. Like, yeah,
1: I think it works. This is not like that. I mean, I was skidding out all over the place and doing... I and mean, look, I've driven cars like this. Yeah, I've yeah. driven my, my dad's 73 Impala, which with no power steering and all that, and it's still handled better than the stuff in the simulated version of it. But I would, you know... At certain points, there is there are um, uh, like either guys you have to follow who are going to make a drop or hitmen that come after you if you've gotten a certain distance. Some of the racket breakup stuff, yeah. And those guys always have like these basically like classic Ferraris and they are the best cars in the game that i could yeah. find so far and so i would kill them and take their car and i would jealously guard that car because there's nowhere to save cars oh. there's nowhere you can't put them in garages you can't oh, really? make something your car you can't so like if you hit a point where you're driving this car that i love i'm driving this ferrari and i love it so right it's it's a red color it's beautiful it handles well it can outrun the cops like you know with you know no problem whatsoever it can make turns at 80 miles an hour it's great um if i have to do a mission where I have to like get in a truck and deliver a shipment somewhere. That car is gone. I will never see that car again. I can't go back to find where I parked it. It will not pop up at my hideout next time. It will not pop up. And the other thing is like... A lot of times you have to play games like this
0: to truly appreciate Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you start to take for granted all the things that you can do in the GTA games, and you start to assume mm-hmm. like that's just the way the genre is. But then you play like
1: no, it a B or Who C level
0: it? game, and you start what to realize like, all the corners that are. Here's cut. another
1: example of like the weird little things this game does that are like, like you think maybe they're bugs, but they're not. It's just like a weird. I guess they thought it was a feature design so, choice. So so there's a place uh, where you like your first like big like um you know lieutenant basically she's a she's like a voodoo priestess or something she's got like a one of those weird magic shops and stuff but you have to go see her a lot early on when you're you know first taking over the turf and uh first time i went i parked the car outside of her house and i went upstairs to the house and talked to her had the cutscene come downstairs the car has gone like where the hell did the car go and i can't figure out where the car went and finally go around so the the house is, like, here, and then there's, a, there's, like, a driveway kind of area with a garage on the far other side of the house. I walk around there. It's there. Uh-huh. Like, the, the game moved the car and turned... And the game will constantly <laughs> do that. So I'm like, I thought I lost the car, and I'm like, right. why did you move... It's not even near the door. Like I've I'm like, stuff I, like I gotta walk farther now. Grand Theft now. Auto though. And it's, but, but it's like this is and then I started to notice every single time I park the car before I go talk to somebody when I come back out at the very least the car has turned around <laughs> to make it like supposedly easier to leave the driveway. Right, right. But I'm like, stop messing with where I put my yeah, car, but, dude. But sometimes like,
0: you're right. Like you put yeah. it there for a reason. Like as a getaway or to be able right. to get in it quickly and take they off. They
1: constantly move your car around, and I'm like. That ain't cool, Stop! Like, that ain't cool, bro. And it got to the point where I would pick cars that had really wacky paint, you know, like like pink cars, yeah. bright red cars, purple cars, because at least that way I could look around and find it wherever they decided to move it. Yeah. And, like, otherwise I'm looking at all these, like, you know, various Oldsmobiles and I can't tell the difference between any of them. Because they all those old cars look the yeah, same. Yeah, they do. So, you know... Open world
0: games are not a dime a dozen. They don't come along very often. There's a reason, because they're really hard to make, and you can see this studio, obviously, Mm. has had some challenges making this game, so there's a lot of fans of these games out there, though, who are probably itching to place a new one. Would you recommend this game to them? Like, is it enough to, like satisfy someone who really loves this genre at least for,
1: like, a week or two? I think it feels too limited for that. Really? I, I I think you'll be frustrated with, like, how little there is to do, but how much they expect you to do what little there is to do. Nah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, get it. There's wait, this, So what
0: you're saying is there's too many mission objectives. This is actually kind of how I felt about Forza Horizon 3, <laughs> is that there's so many mission objectives... Yeah. But you're kind of doing the same thing right. like, over and over again.
1: But at least like in Forza Horizon 3, like you're ostensibly there because you like driving cars and racing cars. This is like, well, I hope you like walking through warehouses and snapping people's necks as they investigate your whistle. Because that is basically <laughs> what this game is. Gotcha. Uh, and every once in a while you have to do some kind of driving thing. It tends to be very frustrating because the cars handle like boats. Um, and I've seen some weird, you know, it's, it's a weird buggy game in a lot of places. That went, my favorite bug... I've seen some crazy bugs. My favorite bug was I was, uh, I was driving um, through an intersection and suddenly I just stopped. And all these other cars crashed into me as well. And I got out of the car and all the cars just started to sink into the asphalt. And they all, And as they sank into the asphalt all the destructive pe- like the doors and the hoods everything popped off of them wow. and started bouncing around on the on the sidewalk <laughs> That's awesome. on 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 the, sometimes on the street sometimes bugs are cool and then finally um, at the at, at, like, because I got out, but the other the, the drivers, the other ones didn't get out. And finally, one guy who was in one of the cars, whatever happened, just shot out of the street <laughs> and flew all the way up. And I was like, "Oh, that was it!" And That's so I great. and so I went looking around. Xbox, record that. Yeah, I because I, I don't have that on the PC. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. I went around looking. I went looking around for another car, and like almost thirty seconds later, the guy just flew away. away, like like on the sidewalk, like twenty feet away. <laughs> I was like, "That was great." That is. So great. I mean, like. I guess it does kind of harken back to the old GTA 3 days where it was just like let's see what kind of t- crazy weird engine problems we can cause yeah, by yeah. driving around and spawning pedestrians with too many weapons and stuff. Yeah. Um so I'm not saying I have not had a good time with it, but I do feel like An I sh- unintentional yeah, good time. But I do feel like I shouldn't have been charged $60 for it. Yeah. Uh, if that makes any sense. What do you and- think
0: someone should pay for this?
1: I would say if you can get it for thirty or less, uh, and you're interested, and like you watch some videos and you like what you see, and you're not put off by like if you played Mad Max last year, and you didn't think that was going to drive you crazy after thirty hours because that was a lot of repetition. It was like, but but I again, I think this stuff you're doing in Mad Max is more interesting. Uh, It also has a much better melee system. Do you like Mad
0: Max more than this? Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: for sure. Um, I don't like Mad Max's story better than this. I think this is one of the better stories I've been told in an open world game overall. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's worth slogging through the open world to get to it. Is one of the, which is a shame because it's taken. It takes a lot of risks and it's a lot. It's it's got some stuff to say and I like it. But like and I like Hayden Blackman and I I wish him all the success in the world and I hope that this does not shut that studio down because I don't know what it's sold. I don't know how it's doing. But, well, uh,
0: here's the thing. This is a double barreled bomba for 2K. Is it? You've, in one chamber, you've got Battleborn. Mm. And in the other chamber, you've got Mafia 3. I feel like Gearbox is going to survive, though. And... Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gearbox will, will survive, but it has been a rough True. 2016 for 2K. I mean, it's got NBA 2K, that's always going to sell. Mm. But 2K is a publisher that relies, kind of like Bethesda, it relies on like one or two releases per year. And it needs those two releases or three releases to be really good and sell really well. And I mean, the, I think the Metacritic average for this game is right, like, around a six. It's one of the rare times where our game eval mm. score
1: was within, like, a point or two of its Metacritic average. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's about where I'd put it. Um, it's, a, it's a real average game with a much better than average story and presentation and cinematic presentation segment. Um, it's, and the voice—I mean, the voice acting is great. Direction cut cutscenes is great. I—I think it's—it's it's up there. Like, and the god, the soundtrack's good. Like, it's yeah, like yeah. there's so much, there's a lot to like about it. But what you actually have to play. That's the problem. That's the difference between video games and, and movies. That's, but it's like, but that's what makes it a
0: video game. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't give you that You can't botch that. Yeah, you know? I mean, to me, in my opinion, and I've gone on record saying this many times, that's what's most important to me, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, if I want to watch oh, a good story, I'll watch a
1: film, you know? So, that's why they're called video games. Yep. And I, uh, I hope... Uh... I don't know. I don't see. That's the thing. Is like sometimes I hope things get patched or fixed, but like this, you'd have to like patch in a totally like different game. You just have basically. to completely
0: rewrite all the missions, and yeah. you'd have to build all different characters. There's yeah. no way they're gonna be able to fix the problems no. with.
1: It's this just game. it's like it's so not what I thought it was gonna be based off the marketing materials and and how hard they were pushing it and how yeah. confident they seemed in it. Yeah. And it's just not there. I don't think. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next, we're going to talk about a game that we've spoken at length about before, but we talked about the multiplayer,
0: and that is Battlefield One. Um, I don't. Did you play the
1: the beta? No. Nope. For Battlefield One, I have not touched Battlefield okay, One. Okay, so
0: yet. I did, and we've already talked at length about the multiplayer in Battlefield One. It's awesome. If you don't remember the conversation on Game Face before, it is incredible. Not particularly innovative or different in any big way, but. To have that scope of a multiplayer game on consoles, that is innovative. Mm -hmm. I mean, there just really haven't been games with that number of players, with vehicles, land, sea and air, and all that sort of stuff. It's amazing. The multiplayer is great. It's something that you can get and you'll probably be playing when the next Battlefield comes out, hopefully two years from now, not uh, not a year from now. But what I've been spending most of my time this week playing is the campaign, and that's what you're seeing right now. Battlefield campaigns in the past have sucked. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that I might even be being nice. Like they have just been these very rote, insensitive, yet lacking emotional punch excursions that last like a few hours. I think Battlefield 4, the campaign, was literally like three and a half or four hours. And yeah, they, it, they've,
1: they've been kind of insulting.
0: Insul- they're terrible. Like, especially compared to the multiplayer. And, yeah. you know, Battle- and especially
1: compared to Bad Company. Oh, yeah. Those like, games had good companies.
0: They did. And so, look, Battlefield 4, even Battlefield 4, right out of the gate, it was a total disaster. Even the multiplayer was a mess. The servers were all screwed up. It wouldn't run. Uh-huh. The PC version was a resource hog, etc., etc. Battlefield 4 now is an amazing multiplayer game. The, single- the campaign still sucks. But the multiplayer, <laughs> after all this time they finally got it to a good place where it runs on most rigs and mm-hmm. all the bugs are gone, it works the way it's supposed to. So Battlefield 1's multiplayer, it's already there. It is great and I think that is one of the advantages of these consoles finally now getting to basically where they're just PCs in a box. Is it, you know, the people like companies like DICE they've been working in this environment all along. They know how to work with it. They know how to get servers running. And the multiplayer, I've been playing it all week It has not been released out into the wild yet So I can't say it's going to hold up Once all the masses jump on and start playing it But there's a lot of people playing online Like, they must have sent, like, codes To just tens of thousands of people for (laughs) this game Like, I don't know where all the people are coming from But there's tons of people to play with So, multiplayer, just as good as it was in the beta My opinion of that is still incredible If you really want to hear more in-depth impressions of that You can go back and watch the prior episode of Game Face Where we talked about it I want to talk about the campaign today, um, and as I said, this has been a sore spot for this franchise for a really long time. I mean, you go back to Battlefield Two; there wasn't a campaign. No, it was basically just a training session to teach you the ins and outs of the game, so that when you went online, you weren't getting massacred right out of the gate. So, there is a little bit of that actually in the Battlefield One campaign, and uh, but I love it because. It's not like a campaign where you're just running down a cattle chute shoot and shooting wave after wave of enemies. They teach you how to and this is really important to me. Like I feel like all campaigns for games that have a multiplayer component should do this. They teach you all the tools that you need to learn to be good at multiplayer, but they make it fun. Whereas like Battlefield 2 it was like now aim your gun. Now, shoot this target. Now, fly this plane from this flag to this flag. Like, this is, you're doing it in a real world context with consequences, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way to describe it. So, you get a wide swatch of the game playing a campaign. Like, you get to pilot the first, very first real mission. So, I guess I should say how it all starts. So, what you're seeing right now is kind of like a prologue. And what it does is it puts you in a series of situations that are impossible to win. And you'll get put into the first one, you eventually die because it's impossible. I don't know, maybe some maniac out there will be able to get through these and survive. It it tells you right at the top, like, you are not expected to survive these scenarios, like, right before it even starts. So basically what it does is it puts you in this situation, you're with a group of soldiers, and one by one you get killed. You die, it'll bring up, like, that soldier's, like, birth date and the year that he died, and then it'll zap you over to another soldier. And then you'll fight for a little bit with him, and then he'll die. It'll put up the same thing, his birth date when he died. And you go through this cycle. You can take a lot of shotgun shots. Yeah, the guys with the flamethrowers in this game are, like, ridiculous, dude. Like, you literally, like, I don't know what they made the armor out of in World War One, but it was, like, <laughs> <Not> that, <laughs> alien skin or something. I don't know what it was. but uh, So you go through this process where you basically die, and I think they're just showing the brutality of the war and how many people did die and that, you know, most of the people who went out to fight didn't come back. They're just trying to, I think, hammer home that war back then was a lot different than it is now. It wasn't people sitting in an air-conditioned room with a video game controller controlling a drone that's dropping bombs on people. Like, you had to go and buck up and fight on the front lines against people who were doing the same exact thing. Or you died of cholera. Right. Or you got some crazy disease, or you got gangrene in your foot because your foot's been wet for, like, three weeks straight, or whatever, like... They do a great job of showing you right out of the gate like what it was like to be a part of World War One, And I love that about it. it t- and so you can see here, mm. it says, okay, now he dies. And then it'll zap you over to somebody else where you repeat the process. And maybe they beat you over the head with it a little too much. Um, I think you probably could have you know, followed the rule of three where you just have three of these soldiers, but it happens like several times. And then once that happens, then you hop in a tank and you start going across the battlefield in a tank. And in this way, it starts to show you kind of how to play the game via multiplayer. So.
1: Look at the raindrops on the barrel. Oh, yeah. The game
0: is so gorgeous, dude. And this is PlayStation 4. This isn't PC. This is PlayStation 4. This is not PC. The PC looks even better, dude. Like, it's mind blowing how good the PC is. This engine
1: is really good, what what they worked up. It
0: is, I will say, hands down, no hyperbole, this is the best looking first person shooter I've ever played on a console. Ever it's it it's, it's not even close like it is just amazing like the, the number of there's a couple of scenes in this game where the number of enemies that are coming at you just your your jaw literally drops like if you're a big time player and you've played a lot of games there are moments in this game where your brain just says a video game shouldn't be able to do that hmm. and your jaw just goes blank and it just falls down and you can't stop it so once you kind of get through this prologue area you fight through this tank battle or whatever it goes to the actual campaign proper. And this is crazy. You can play the campaign in any order you want. As soon as you go to that map screen, once you get through this prologue, you can choose whatever mission you want to. And you can't choose like the sub-missions. You have to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and, and each one is in a different territory and it features a different country and a different group of soldiers. Um, and it really runs the gamut. Like There's one mission where you start on a ship and You've come into port, and you're basically, it's basically like Normandy before Normandy. You need to storm the beach, get up the beachhead, and then you get into like the trench warfare. And you know they made a big deal about the trench warfare in this game. The multiplayer, they're really... And here you see in the map screen right now. The multiplayer, there really isn't a lot of trench warfare in the multiplayer. It really just plays like a typical battlefield. Where you really get to that stuff is in the campaign. And mm-hmm. it is legit, man. It is... You have to completely change the way you've played first-person shooters in the past. For one, they completely restrict your ammo. Like, it's a little bit like Resident Evil. Like, you really are kind of counting your bullets. So one, you don't have a lot of ammo. But two, the guns take forever to reload. <laughs> like, it's like you you have like six shots. And when you take that shot, it's bolt action. So you're waiting. Like, it's like a Garand or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. every gun in the game is kind of that way. Unless you get like the big chain guns or the mini guns on the tanks or whatever. And so you have to completely reconfigure how you think about playing a campaign in a first-person shooter. Because you could look across the countryside, and it looks like there's no enemies there. And that's because they're all down in the trenches. So it'll pop up a waypoint, and your first instinct is to just run towards that waypoint. Oh, no. You can't do that, because you're going to cross trenches. And when, as soon as you come over that little hub, or little nub, and you look down over the trench, there's like 30 dudes in there. Like, literally, like 30 guys in there. <laughs> and you're, you're just dead. Like, this game is hard. Like, at this point, playing campaigns and first-person shooters, unless I crank up the difficulty where it's, like, one shot, one death, they're pretty easy to play. Mm-hmm. Not this game, man. Like I think another, pro- another part of it, too, is that because they let you jump around and play whatever mission you want in whatever order you want, you don't get this gradual ramp-up. Where you, okay, here's your first bolt action gun. Now here's your first machine gun. Now here's your first tank ride. Now here's your first time in a plane. I mean, you can, they're numbered. So you could, on your own, just go one, two, three, four, and play the game in order. I haven't been doing that, so I couldn't even tell you if you do that, if the game actually teaches you. Hmm. I don't think most people will. They're going to, like, pop around and look for what mission interests them or whatever, and they're going to play what they think looks like the most exciting. And that's what I did. And so... I actually found myself a little over my head at certain points in the game where I was like, oh man, I, I just had not built up the requisite skills and knowledge that I needed to be successful. It's a tough game. There, there are no real cattle shoots in this game. A lot like the multiplayer, a lot of the areas are wide open. And, and because you have vehicles, like there's a lot of tank battles in the game, It's really hard to figure out where the enemies are coming from. Because the other thing, too, is that as technology has marched on, the level of detail in these games is just, especially with this one, like it's just piling on. And so you're out on the battlefield. It's really hard to see the enemies because they could be anywhere, and they could be down in a trench, and you're in this wide open terrain, and there's all this shrubbery and trees and undergrowth like blocking your view. It's hard. I've had a lot of challenge getting through the campaign in this game, which is good. And I'm playing it on the medium difficulty. I could see some people getting frustrated with it because there's a lot of times where you're getting shot at from every direction. And a lot of people who play Call of Duty and honestly most first person shooters these days, you always know where the enemy's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like you can just look for that waypoint and you know if you head towards the waypoint, the enemies are always going to be coming in your face. And nothing could be further from the truth in this game. Um, even the tank levels are challenging because they'll bring out like an anti-tank I don't even know what you call it, like a carrier or whatever and you, the only way to take it out is to get in behind it and getting in behind it there's all these gun emplacements around like it's a challenging game uh, one, one thing I hate that this game has that a lot of games have is the enemies always know where you are I hate that in shooters where it's like you run away or they never even saw you in the first place but as soon as like one, one little speck of your body appears from behind cover. It's like, fwap, fwap, fwap. Like, they're shooting you, like, right away. They shoot you through cover, like, shrubbery and stuff that they shouldn't be able to see through. They shoot, you, they shoot you through that stuff. It has been a challenge. And it's kind of refreshing, in all honesty, to finally play a first-person shooter campaign that is a challenge without cranking up the difficulty where you're basically just, like, giving the enemy superpowers and making your bullets worthless. So... <laughs> I've been enjoying it. It is so much better than any campaign I've played in Battlefield. I mean, Bad Company, I liked how it had, like, the tongue is different. Yeah. Yeah. This is, there's very little humor in this. Mm. That is one thing I would say. This is a very grim game. Um, There's not a lot of one liners, not a lot of jokes being cracked.
1: Mm. It is. And Bad Company was very much a shoot. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were, you knew exactly where you were going at all times. In that I mean, game. most shooters have been that way, yeah. for, campaign-wise.
0: That's just kind of the way it's set up. And I, I could... always
1: thought that that's how the campaign in a battlefield game should be. Is like it should they should take advantage of the fact that battlefield does these huge open environments and all these you know you're not always on foot. They should take advantage of the ba- of the, the the vehicle stuff. Like, I mean, call at one point, Call of Duty's campaigns had more vehicle action than the battlefield ones. Yeah. it was and it was ridiculous. Yeah,
0: well. And again, I think some people will be really frustrated by the campaign.
1: There's a couple of... you can play that? Look at that that's amazing that, unreal, that looks like dude, that. Where it's, where games have Oh no, gone. it's Frostbite 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's not unreal.
0: <laughs> but uh, I've look, I've really been enjoying it. I think some people will be turned off by it. And I think some people may even quit the campaign before they ever get through it. Because there are some frustrating parts to it. Um, the enemies are smart, they'll rush you. They will use the trench warfare, so melee is a much bigger part of this this campaign than anything you've ever played before. Um, Whereas in the multiplayer, you don't get it. You definitely get it in the campaign. Um, You can't just go around shooting everyone because it takes so long to reload most of the weapons. They'll just come up and stab you. (laughs) So you have to get really good with timing your bayonet. And a big part of it, too, is the timing of it. It's like... Okay, if I take this guy out with a bayonet, (laughs) how long does it take for me to take the bayonet out and then be able to shoot my gun? So there's, like, this timing element of it. You're like, okay, here's three guys. One of them's 20 yards back. One of them's right here. Bayonet the first guy. Hopefully I can put my bayonet out fast enough to shoot the second guy. Then dash for the third guy. There's a whole, like, time management element to it because everything is so cumbersome and slow and methodical and it's just interesting to fight a war in this way in a video game. I've never really experienced it before so it is different and I think that is going will turn some people off. I think some people are going to love it. Some people are are just like me and they're kind of tired of the whole getting shoved down a tube the whole time and it's kind of like a shooting gallery. There's a little bit of that in this but what I love about it is that they do it to make it fun it's like, there's one point where, like, the first time you get, like, a minigun, like, a couple guys come out and you kind of get your handle on the aiming, and then all of a sudden, just a herd of enemies just run down this alley. And they're just, like, saying, like, here you go, bro, <laughs> mow them down, and and you do. And there's good ebbs and flows to the campaign. Um, obviously, like most games, there's some missions that are better than others, Um but I've really, really enjoyed the time that I've spent with it. I can understand that some people won't. So it's hard to recommend for everyone until you start talking about the multiplayer and mm-hmm. how deep the multiplayer is, the limitless replay value that you're going to get with the multiplayer. Um, and look, you know, just for those people who maybe were already on the multiplayer beta, nothing drastic has been changed about the multiplayer since the beta. If you love the beta, you're going to love the final game. Um, again, I've had no problems with any servers or anything like that. Also, again, haven't played with everybody. Still waiting for those servers to get hammered. Also, I should mention you can pay for private servers in this game, <laughs> which seems crazy. Okay, I don't know why somebody would do that, but you can plunk down a fee and get private servers. Um, the DLC and microtransaction stuff hasn't been obtrusive. Like I've never felt like I've been put; it's been pushed on me. Um, or I needed anything that I didn't have that the game didn't supply me. Um, it's a great shooter. Like really, it's probably across the board the best Battlefield ever. Um, and again, that's not hyperbole. It's if you're talking about the whole package, where you're talking about the campaign and the multiplayer. And you love Battlefield Two. Oh yeah. I mean, I fought tooth and nail for Battlefield Two in our Game of the Year awards mm-hmm. at X Play. Um, it's one of Battlefield Two is one of my favorite first person shooters ever, and it still is because. It still has kind of that level of simplicity to it. That's another Mm -hmm. reason why I like Tribes so much and why I still like Tribes, is because it hits that sweet spot of depth and and accessibility. And I would argue that maybe this one steps over the line a little bit. Um, But overall, I've been having a blast with this game. I've had a blast with the multiplayer. I'm really enjoying the campaign. I'm not sure when the Game of Valve will be done because I'm also kind of juggling that with Gears of War 4 right now. But I did want to come on the show and kind of let you guys know what's up with the campaign. Uh, the game comes out tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So actually, some of you on the East Coast, in 10 minutes, will mm-hmm. be able to start downloading this game and playing it. And I would say, if you've been sitting on the fence, go for it. I I don't think you'll have any regrets buying this game at full price. At a full 60 bucks. I will get to it, but I think I'm going to play Civilization first. Yep. Yeah, which also... Which also is tonight. In 10 minutes for East Coasters, they'll be able to download. And probably the only game that they'll need for the next six months.
1: Yeah. Oh, West Coast is what well, It should be live at 9. For us well.
0: too. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed whenever I went and got uh, PlayStation VR on launch day, they actually sold it to me at 9 p.m. instead of waiting for midnight on the West Coast.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was
0: the first time... First of all, it was the first time I had gone to like a launch of anything in forever... Um, because you know, like I had mentioned before in the show, we don't really have a hookup with Sony, so we have to right. buy everything Sony-related. So I had to buy our PlayStation VR, and so I hadn't been to like a launch
1: event. Maybe they've been doing it like that. They've way been doing for a it while. for at least a year. It, because I used to go to the launch events of the, the West Hollywood GameStop to get stuff a lot of times. Um, Those were midnight, like and the, oh yeah, launch used to be midnight, and then somewhere around early last year they started doing like the the digital stuff started going live at midnight. Eastern, right. So nine p.m. here, yeah. And so then you're I mean, like, why would I stand so here so the, for three exactly? Hours? So then like, well, and then they start. They shifted to, uh, uh, you know, they sell them at nine now. And a couple times they sold them at six thirty p.m. They, they've sold, started selling them like basically after, after you get off work, you can stop by on the way home and get it, which is nice, it's not like yeah, convenient. it's convenient. But you know what's more convenient? Just Buying it on PSN, yeah, and pre preloading it and coming home and there it is. Like I, I, I basically, I mean, if, unless there's like a physical version that I like, I have uh, Last Guardian, the the special edition with the statue, ordered at a physical store. Yeah. Um, but other than stuff, if it's other than stuff like that, I will usually just buy it digitally. By the way,
0: when I downloaded Battlefield One on PlayStation Network, it took nine hours. Jesus. <laughs> nine hours. How big is it? It's like 50 gigs. Wow. It's a big game. The campaign's not short either, by the way. Um, you know, I was saying earlier that the campaigns in Battlefield have been three and four hours long. It's way, way longer than that. Like, it's easily, by triple, the biggest Battlefield campaign ever. So they finally learned. How- yes, it is. They have. Like, I remember the last when I played Battlefield <laughs> f- 4, I was like, what is this? Like, did somebody play this campaign before? <laughs> like, seriously, it was yeah. that bad. Like, and it was so short. Yeah. Like, three and a half or four hours. Like, it's insane. So, Get your money's worth with this one, folks. You get my seal of approval to go out and buy Battlefield One, Titanfall Two. Yep. Now coming right around the corner. It up. Yep. I think and I'm,
1: Infinite Warfare. Yeah, I know. And I'm, then I'm maybe watch to get a code like, for Titanfall
0: Two on Monday, I think.
1: Then Watch Dogs Two, which PC version of that got. Pushed, pushed At the end of November <laughs> Surprise, surprise um, I mean, to be fair They are you know in their list of things They are adding a bunch of PC-centric features That are exactly what A PC version should launch with And Ubisoft has been so terrible About PC versions for so long It's nice to see them well, Stepping it Well, the idea it up. is that Those features but are it, supposed To be done right. for But it does mean That I'm going to get The PS4 version So we can talk about it Yeah And not the PC version right. So, whoops Yeah <laughs> I don't know Yep yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on. Next, we're going to talk about. We're actually going to bring back a topic from last week. Um, we're going to talk about PlayStation VR briefly, because when Matt and I talked about it last week, we had literally had it for two, or, th- two or three days. Yeah. We were we were in the honeymoon period, mm-hmm. and you know, all, pretty much any piece of hardware, unless it's not a to- unless it's not a total piece of junk. The first couple of days, you're going to like it. And so I wanted to come back now A week later, now that both of us have lived With PlayStation VR for a full week Plus, to kind of see If our opinions had changed a little bit Because one thing I would say about the show last week And on the site in general Is that people are kind of like saying, oh well You know, you're going to enjoy it for the first Couple days, and then it's going to be over And it's just going to sit there So Matt, how much have you played PlayStation VR This week?
1: Um, like since we did the last show? Yeah I don't know. Well, it actually hasn't
0: been a week. It's been a few days. Have uh, I mean, you continued to play your PlayStation yeah. VR? Yeah,
1: I still played uh, until dawn, and I still played. I uh, finished Batman, and uh, more Res, more Thumper. Um, I didn't play it today, but I played it every other day, yeah. uh, at least for a little bit. Um, I'll tell you what makes. I'll tell you the thing about it that makes it easier to do that with, and the vibe is that to play the vibe, I have to put my contact lenses in, which right. is, which sucks. Did you see, um, by the way, the Vibe has only sold 140,000 units? That's not true. Uh, because if you actually read that, 140,000 units, units that month. Uh, it's not the total sold, it's the total sold for the time period they're discussing. Oh, that's a lot then. 140,000 yeah, well. in a month? Yeah. Holy cow. That's great. So, Vibe's doing well, apparently. Yeah, I guess um, so. Way better than I thought they Man, would I mean, be. Man, I
0: completely misread that article.
1: Well, I really the, thought the I, art- I saw that article and it was very badly phrased ah. uh, it was also very complicated of what they were saying uh, it was um, yeah it was like like the way they phrased it was like something like it sounded like they were saying that they've sold a total of 140,000, period. But I read that that was not accurate and it was like a, a like they misstated and it was actually, that was for the time period they were discussing. Uh, I was going to say not that seemed real. The lifetime oh. of the Vive. No. I
0: was going to say PlayStation VR passed it on day one. Yeah, easily. Not even,
1: yeah, not close. It's, Although it's,
0: even Sony came out and said, you know, well, of course they put a spin on it, and made it sound great, but they're like, mm-hmm. you know, we are going to sell hundreds of thousands. Right.
1: Which, was I was, that kind original, of raised my eyebrow a little oh, the original bit. original target was higher than that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, if you look at the UK charts, uh, I think it was eight or nine PlayStation VR games were in the top 40, which is good. Yeah,
0: but, like, the best Number one was Until one. Dawn. The best... No, it was PlayStation VR Worlds. Oh, Worlds, yeah. And I it came I in... I never count VR
1: Worlds because I don't care. I know. But that came in eighth overall, though. Yeah. It's still not bad for a $400 extra device. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Um, and Russia Blood was, like, nine or ten, I think, which was... Good. I mean, I, I still think that's the best... Like a standalone thing, you can buy it for the right price. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would still go with Thumper. I think I just think it's the best game. Thumper is good. Maybe Thumper sold better. I don't know because we don't see the digital well. I don't think it'll yet. ever
0: sell because it has like no marketing budget. It's an indie game, and I just yeah. think personally it's the best PlayStation VR game
1: that I've got played. word of mouth though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Benson played, came over and played it, and he, you know, well, I think you know we all agreed, and he watched the show when we were on, and like he came over, I think the next day or the day after. And uh, agreed. basically... Benson, by the way, is a guy that we used to work with at yeah, uh, G4 X Play. on X-Play. And you uh, he mentioned it
0: a couple of times. It's not the
1: Butler from yeah, the, not, yeah, 80s not the 80s television from the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that would be pretty really cool too. <laughs> would. Um, he's he's in the chat sometimes as grenade artist. Okay. Um, but he, uh, but he agreed with us. Basically, he's like, yeah, I don't, you know, because he's played the Vive at my, my house and yeah. everything. But he agrees that like, um, you know, it 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 does not feel nearly as much like a step down. I mean, basically it's half the price. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, he says yeah you know, and he agreed that it does not feel like half the experience. You know? It's uh it's it's a, it's still good, it's still solid. Uh, and the thing about it is like I have to put my context in to play the vibe. I can use my glasses to just slap the PlayStation VR on yeah. and just play a quick round of something. Yeah. And that's great. I, th- I still cannot I think it's play great not getting
0: sick. And it's actually I felt better over the last week because Almost every review for Rigs, mm-hmm. that's what everyone says. Rigs- that they're getting sick, too. Rigs- so I'm like, all right,
1: maybe I'm not, like, poisoned by VR. Rigs doesn't make me sick, but it does kind of make me bored. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I think I will probably That's be, a whole other kind I of thing I think I'll probably be trading that in yeah. uh, for something, maybe something else or whatever. Yeah, I paid full price for that, a little 50 bucks. Yeah.
0: I don't see um, I can't play it if I get sick. Right. It's like I basically just flushed a fifty dollar bill down the toilet. Right.
1: That's the thing is like they're gonna, there's going to need to be a real robust refund system for VR stuff like this, especially at retail. Because they're like, not going to refund anything. Well, because like how, how can you justify that then? Because it's like if you get sick playing Jeez. the thing <laughs> like you know, Steam does that. Yeah. If you, you, know, if you If you ask for, I mean, I bet PlayStation Network will if you. They'll just
0: say go trade it in or and get a third of the money you paid right. for it. And then they'll um, sell it again for five dollars less than full price.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think if, if VR becomes a big enough thing, uh, the consumers will force that issue eventually. Yeah. Um, but for now, buyer beware. Apparently. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't really have a different opinion on it so far. Uh, ask me in a month or two when there's nothing new out for it since launch, and I got nothing else to play. And Star Trek slipped. Yeah, I saw that today, yeah. Um, so I mean yeah, great, the Miyamoto quote, make it good rather than make it now. But <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I uh, I will look I will say that I have I have slipped a little bit on PlayStation VR, and a big part of that is that I have all these other games that I need to play and but another part of it is that you do kind of get through the quick experiences. Mm-hmm. And then really don't have much of an interest to go back and play them. What I've found is that I have, like, a handful of games that I go back and play now. But, like, a lot of the stuff that came on the demo disc with PlayStation VR, like, I don't see myself going back and playing yeah. a lot of that it's stuff. It's kind of
1: like owning an arcade game.
0: It is a little bit, you know? yeah. It's like,
1: once you've played, you know, your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, like, how many times are you are going to play it again? Yeah. You know? um, but, I mean, I think the promise is there... And I'm not sorry I bought it, although. Oh no, no, no!
0: I don't don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I don't regret buying it at all. I still. Although I will it. admit, I mean,
1: like I spent a lot of money this week, yeah, on you know, I mean, our last week. I mean, yeah. That's it's expensive. It, it is, really is. Yeah. All You, like, you of them don't are. realize
0: it until you start looking at your credit card statement. You have to pay your yeah. credit card bill. You're like, damn,
1: I spent a lot of money. And I mean, it's still a bargain, even when you, you know, so it's like what 500 bucks for the, for the bundle. Yeah. And but even then, like. Uh, it's, it's 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 a lot of money.
0: Yeah, it's
1: half a grand. Yes, that's a lot of. And it's money. not a lot of money compared to the eight hundred dollars it costs for the full Oculus experience or for the Vive. Period. Which, by the way, man, you get a lot more in a Vive box than you do for eight hundred bucks with with the Oculus, don't you? you, do, you yeah. get those lighthouses, you get the room scales. It's like here's what, what I a wonder about
0: PlayStation VR, Matt, is if we didn't have Vive and Oculus to compare it to, how easy would it be to buy PlayStation VR for? 500 bucks or even 400 bucks if you get the base model
1: It'd be harder i think probably yeah. i think
0: mentally it wouldn't
1: seem like such a good deal
0: right i think mentally i got over the hurdle of spending that much money on it because i knew the alternatives were much more expensive mm-hmm. and it was something that i really wanted to experience but like when i first got it i didn't really look at it as like a luxury item like i was just like this is something i need for work and blah 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 and oh you better believe them keep the receipt for tax Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. But then, like, last night, like, I had really had a really long day, and I was really tired and exhausted, and I just went to sit down on the couch in the living room, and I sat down, and I looked at it, and, like, I was, my eyes were so tired, I was like, there's no way I can play this thing right now. And that was the first time I looked at it like, that's a really expensive toy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where I was like, you know, and look, you can't... That's the difference between this, two and regular games, is that, like, I can sit down and pull... Like, I'll be able to go home tonight, I'll be tired... Like, we'll get the show mm-hmm. rolling and get it rendering and everything, and I'll go out and sit down. Like, I'll be okay to sit down and play Battlefield. Right. But
1: but VR it, is kind of a, it's you got to get suited up for the deep different. sea diving kind it of thing. It is different,
0: yeah. and it's like, you it makes my eyes tired as well. Mm-hmm. Like, after I play it for like an hour or two, like, I can tell that I've been playing, playing VR. Yeah. And so I sat down and I looked at it, and I started thinking about, oh, and then I need to make sure to camp because my wife may have bumped the camera and, like, I'll have to get up and get the camera yeah. and make sure that, like, the headset's, like, set. And
1: I was just like, screw it. Right. Like, well, it's also, like, like with the... I just noticed this uh, last night, because um, I was uh, playing stuff and watching stuff near my P- near my PC, where my laptop is also to the side, like, to the little table to the side. And uh, because of all the, the running around and stuff, uh, we just got the sandwiches for dinner, and so we were eating our sandwiches separately. And... Um, uh, you know the Vive sits on the desk where my PC is, and like for a long, you know, I'm very careful with it, and you, you turn it away so it's not even facing the windows, so there's no direct sunlight can possibly get in at it. And now all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm eating a sandwich over the Vive. I don't to like It's like whatever, honey mustard, it'll come right off. You know, it's like
0: like. I mean, I'm like that with anything I buy new. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the most basic example of that is, like, a car. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. When, first when you buy a car, you're like, oh, my God. No, like, no, no,
1: no. And then that first dent, the yeah. ding, and you're like... Well, yeah. or
0: even like the interior. It's like your wife oh, yeah. gets in or your girlfriend gets in, and they have a drink, and you're like, "Oh my God, she's got a drink in my brand new car." Well, I, I, and now I'm just like, "Whatever." Like. Well,
1: that's already over with my car. My, my car was is a year it turned a year old beginning wow, of October. Time flies. And then that uh, that weekend, I was drive. I was going to a Twin Peaks viewing party. Uh, we were always bringing cherry cider, and uh, because it's cherry pie, or whatever it was the theme. And uh, one of the bottles flew out of the bag and shattered in the in the trunk. Ouch. So uh, the whole car... That still hurt. The whole car smell, smelled like a uh, high school party, basically, full of wine coolers. <laughs> and uh, so I took I took it... Here's the thing. I took it in to get the interior cleaned at the uh, the Audi dealership. Uh, and they kept it for two days, like, washing it, drying it out, doing the whole thing. I got it back. And I got in the car today. And it was great. I got it back, like, last, you know, Monday or Monday Tuesday, and it was great. And I got in the car today to come here, and I'm like... You can smelling it what again, it? and I go, I go back, and I, open, I pop the trunk, and I wasn't, and so the trunk is immaculately laid out, and I'm like the the carpet there is perfect. I look down, the back of the the plastic work where, where the hinge is, dried cherry cider. Oh, wow. they didn't clean the back of the. Tr- I paid two hundred dollars for wow. this thing for the interior detailing, and they didn't clean the back, so the whole thing smells like cherry cider again. Wow. So you want to talk about like you know, popping the seal um, on on the prized possession? I'll eat a sandwich in the trunk now with the Vive on. That's yeah. how far we're going with this. Yeah, guy. I mean, I've already got over the hump with PlayStation VR. Well, but I, like, like, the, like I think first you said got it too, it. you're just like, oh, it's cool. You know, like, yeah, I'm throwing it around on the couch already. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I think the PlayStation VR is less delicate than the Vive, yeah. but I do. I do. I toss it down on the couch. Like, the first day I had, it, or day or two, I would like
0: sit it down and like, mm-hmm. I'd put it over to the side and make sure no one accidentally sit on it or sit on the cable
1: and rip the cable out of it. Now I'm just like, chuck it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I just part of me also feels that like Sony probably did a lot of. Drop I think it testing. is pretty durable. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like it
0: feels fragile or flimsy.
1: No, it seems no, it pretty durable to me. So, and it feels it also has a lot of give. Yeah. Like it doesn't. There's not a lot. Of, like the the vibe I feel if you drop that on the floor. It would you, it would break. crack, yeah. And or at least the, you break a lens on the inside yeah. or something. But the PlayStation VR feels like it was it was subjected to some serious drop testing.
0: Yep. Um, so both of us are still
1: so positive. Still recommend sure.
0: PlayStation VR. That could change in a month when the games start to slow down. Yeah, they're still coming out. Like there's oh, still coming, but the, five the fact that, that I no longer
1: week? have like Star Trek to like right, right. reinvigorate me at the end of November is uh, a little disappointing. Yep.
0: All right, it's time to get to the moment of the show you guys have all been waiting for. All those these that are left still in the chat and on the stream, because some of you may have given up at this point, it is time to talk about Nintendo Switch. Mm. First of all, let's talk about that name. What do you, what do you think? Better
1: than the Wii. <laughs> like, is it? It's a word. It's I mean, less memorable than Wii was. True. It's, it's, a, it's a weak word. It doesn't have a punch to it. A, switch. It's like, it's like, it, almost, it almost sounds like swish. It's like, mm. Also, if you say so are it they fast, switching
0: a, a failed console for a set? What's
1: uh, a, I'm not sure I understand. Well, you're switching from the console experience to the handheld experience. That's is that what, what it is? switching the the thing? Yeah, you switch. It's called like the, that's the tagline is switch it out. You know, I like, didn't even see the tagline actually. That's what I saw was like people were quoting the tagline switch it out, where you're like, you know, you switch out the controllers, you switch out the attachments, you switch out the screen, you switch out the whole thing. You know, I mean, I get it, but if you say it fast, it sounds like Nintendo's witch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my good friend Mike Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of the name. I mean It's 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 lacking in something. Um memorability. I, yeah. Well also when I saw it like when they first tweeted it when they first put the tweet up and that was the pick the red thing with this. I'm like I was like, what is that? Like the, that's like the program they're gonna Oh, that's the name. Okay. Oh, yeah. it, it was like a quick like, oh I mean it wasn't as bad as the Wii U. No, the Wii U's the
0: worst. I mean, look, Wii seemed really weird when we first heard it. Eventually it made sense, but people always
1: remembered it. Wii U was just dumb. Right. That is the dumbest name for a console ever. But you see where they're going with that, with the the Wii U where It was like they thought they were going to capitalize on all the people that bought Wii, Yeah. even though they didn't realize, like, yeah, none of those people have played anything except Wii Sports and Wii Play for, like, five years. Like, they're they're not going to come back and buy your new system just because you called it Wii something else, you know? Um, Also, Wii is slang for P, and, like, at least Switch doesn't have any kind of weird scatological connotations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that. I just think, I don't know, maybe it's too blatantly obvious and descriptive and and not being catchy enough.
1: It's also, like, I don't know, like, I miss the days when consoles, like, kind of had this sort of flag-bearer feeling to them. It's like... It's the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Super Nintendo. It's the Sega Genesis. It's the Nintendo 64. As opposed to the Nintendo Switch sounds like a lifestyle product that you'd buy in addition to your Nintendo console.
0: I wonder if another angle of it, too, for Nintendo is, you know, we're switching our strategy I'm sure that's part away of it. from this. Because one thing I will no- you notice is that most of the people in this debut
1: trailer are all older. Yeah. There is not a single kid...
0: In this, yeah,
1: I mean these are that's all, a big they're, deal. They're, they're still millennials, but they're right twenty something out of college people, you know. Yeah, and uh, and it is a switch in strategy for them, a demographic. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it too. Could be. I mean, I, I, maybe just a switch to success. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're also and su- they're also switching to uh, you know they're switching from a separate console and handheld theory to a unified one. Yeah. I mean, it is, in theory, it is a watershed, you know, pivot for them.
0: Oh, it's a huge moment for Nintendo. Unifying its platforms is the probably the biggest deal of all of this. Like,
1: I have very, there are no three, oh, there's no. no
0: handheld and console team anymore. No. It's just all one squad. And, and because of that, issue. I am very,
1: I have... I have some concerns. Because in that a lot regard. of those handheld folks have not been making games like this all this yeah. time. Where we'll you have like, to like Well also like I don't know about you, but I don't want to take that anywhere. Really? No. Why? Because it's a fucking screen. Like the thing about the 3DS is. Oh, the they're going to
0: sell like just like with like I have with my iPad right here, like these little They'll sell the stuff like this that will, like lay over yeah, top that of that it that will then and prevent
1: like, you from plugging it into stuff properly and then you have to take that off. But it, it, like it, you're, you're you're they're inter- going to have a whole
0: cottage accessory industry just like Apple does. But that's
1: but it's more it's more money to spend and it's also going to interfere with the kind of the simplicity of this of the design I think because there's all these you're you're, you're going to have to get I I, oh, I hate that shit. I hate um, it too, and it's also like and, well, actually when we get, and, when we and get they're, again, it, again talk about they're not stuff. selling it like that. They're showing these people walking around with this thing like like you know basically like a a, ver- a very delicate tablet with a screen that apparently you're not supposed to touch. It doesn't seem like it's a touchscreen. Um, the thing about the the reason the DS and the 3DS were great was because they were small, they were pocket-sized, and they had built-in screen protection because they folded closed.
0: But did you ever really put a 3DS in your pocket? Oh, yeah. Really? All the
1: time. I put the 3DS. The big I one. I tried it. And, I like, put the new 3 It felt like it was pulling my pants down. I, I put it's the new 3DS in my big. pocket. Really? The big, yeah, I walk around E3 with I that. I always carried those things in a bag. Never. Really? Well, I mean, I would if I was getting on a plane, but if I was just walking around somewhere to get in the street passes, always in my pocket.
0: Man, I never did. They were always too big and heavy. Like the I original said, 3DS like was a my perfect size. Down.
1: <laughs> no, I wear a belt, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, and but I'm, I think most people do not carry handhelds around in their pocket. I don't think most people carry handhelds around, Period. I think yeah. most people play them at home. I mean, Sony's research yeah, all like said Vita or
0: whatever, handhelds. Or you, a you're
1: carrying those things around in your pocket. Pocket, not so much. You're, car- you're playing them at home for the most part. People use them, as, for the most part, it seems, as you know, a way to play them when someone else is using the TV yeah. or or something like that. Like or to play them in in their room if they don't have a TV in their room or whatever. Um, I don't think people are going to be you know taking their their Switch. You're not going to go over to your neighbor's to the, house to and neighbor's take Mario party over to play and force everyone to play Yoshi's Circuit. Like I don't think that's <laughs> the way. I mean, I appreciate in that shot that they're showing a bunch of girls playing a video game and trying it out with each other without being prompted by the boyfriend who right. wants to get them in a the game. It's like that's a cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool way they're taking. It. But the, but like it's also sort of part of this this whole this video's weird attitude where it's like it's the most apathetic, passive attempt to sell me a new console hardware I've ever... Seen. I mean, it's obviously the lifestyle thing that, ever, that Nintendo does, Sony does, everybody has these videos. That, usually this would play at the beginning of an E3 conference. Right? I predicted
0: on Twitter, by but the way, like, that this is exactly how they were going oh, to yeah. unveil it. Oh, Somebody asked sure. me on Twitter there, what I thought they were going to do, and this is exactly what I said. There is
1: almost no surprise in any of that. That's, but, let's go back to that. Yeah. but what, like, what is it? What,
0: what has it been like for you to have a, a Nintendo console unveiled and know almost everything about it. To me, it was kind of soul-crushing. Like, mm. I wish I had not heard any of these leaks. Like, they were all right. All right. All that stuff leaked out of Nintendo, which never happens. Mm-hmm. Ever. They hid the Wii, the Wii U, like, all of them. GameCube, like, everything. They have managed to keep it under wraps. All this stuff got leaked out. And I think why is because Nintendo knew it needed better third-party support. And I mm-hmm. think it has sent out the kits to people, and they're like, if somebody like tells somebody, you know what, that'll suck, but for the greater good, for the health, because maybe Nintendo looked back at like the Wii U and was like, you know, we only sent out like 30 dev kits because we were afraid. We only sent it to our most trusted partners. And sure, it didn't get out, but we also didn't have any software for the damn thing. So... Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe Nintendo changed its tact with this and was like, screw it. You know, if it gets out, it gets out. We'll just deny it. But at least we'll make sure that we have a lot of people sign up to make games Mm. for it. But for me personally, it it sucked, in all honesty, to watch this trailer and realize that there was really no surprise. I mean, the crazy thing was, as soon as this was announced, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, we have Game Face tonight. Timing's great. But, you know what? We've already talked about all this crap. Like, mm-hmm. ad nauseum. Because every time we would get, like, another patent or a leak or whatever, we'd go on the show and we'd talk about it, and sure enough, it all ended up being legit. And I was like, you know, it just... I hated that. Like, I hated, like, not having the Christmas morning surprise. And granted, there's still some things in here, and we're going to talk about it, that was a surprise, but... I just wondered what was your perspective on it. Did you even care about any of that? No, I
1: don't care. Yeah, it's it's better than the abject confusion that was the Wii U unveiling. Uh, so I'll take it, where people just thought it was a controller, a new controller. Look, for Wii. all I want out of this thing is a decent freaking game console. Yeah, like, I don't care what stupid human tricks it can pull. I don't yeah. even I don't even care about any of the portable stuff on this. I will never use it. Really? I have no interest in it. Why? Because if I can play Zelda on my giant plasma screen with a nice home theater setup, I am going to experience it there and not on some dinky six and a half inch tablet screen. Yeah, but
0: you travel and like you go up to your parents up in the Bay Area. And and I will
1: play something else when I do that. Really? I have no interest in experiencing games like that on the go. I don't care.
0: I mean, I I do. I definitely have an interest in that. I don't travel anywhere near as much as I used to, so I don't know how practical it will be as far as me using it, but... If I was still like going to junkets all the time and traveling and going to, they don't really do review events anymore. But if they're still doing Mm -hmm. that type of stuff, like I would definitely take it with me and play stuff.
1: I wouldn't play something if anything just
0: for work, so that I can keep playing games on the go. Because that was another problem with like doing a lot of that travel and stuff was, you know, you couldn't play games that you needed to be playing. And this looks like a pretty good middle ground here, where you can
1: kind of. Still
0: keep playing your console mm. games on the go. And well,
1: that'll be very useful for the once a quarter Nintendo game right. you get to play. Well,
0: I mean, the, the hope and the idea is that, you know, with this more unified mm-hmm. development pipeline that they have now, is that the, they won't dry up. That you should have, right. I mean, if you think about it, look at 3DS and Wii U. If you combined all of those games for both of those platforms
1: into one library, mm-hmm. then you have
0: pretty good games yeah, coming a, out like a all good the clip. time.
1: And it's it's a super good thing that Nintendo said nothing whatsoever about that in this video because that might actually give us some information to work from. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not impressed by any of it. Any of it? Not really. Wow. Like I I think it might be the trick. I think it might be something that's very appealing to a lot of. People that are kind of looking for that sort of dichotomy, the you know the switch idea, it is of no interest to me personally. All right, let's start. I'm not trying to con- change anyone's mind on it because, like, I understand that people like you know stuff on the go more, but like even Nintendo understands that that is not where the super bread and butter is put because Super Mario Run is coming and that is that is going to crush all of this. All right, so let's start talking
0: about the hardware. Let's try to get a little bit of distru- uh, structure to our conversation here. So. Let's talk first about the hardware. Nintendo didn't announce a lot about the specs, just once again confirmed what we already knew, that it's using an NVIDIA mobile chip. We're not 100% sure exactly what that is. Um, But basically it's using the same processor that was in NVIDIA's Shield technology. Mm. And... You know, we've shown you games running on that chip before. Well, for some
1: reason not displaying on the whole screen in that yeah, shot. Yeah, there's a border around the screen. I don't know what that's. Don't know why mistake, that is. A mistake or if it's uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. But I mean, so it, there it is again. Yeah, I mean it appears Unless that's like a bezel and it's not actually part of the screen.
0: I mean, it could be. I, I don't can't know tell. I don't, either or like I don't know why it's not taking up all that real estate.
1: Mm-hmm. Regardless of
0: why or whether, it's I mean a that must be
1: part of the bezel, like plastic there, because there has to be some hardware and there's somewhere for the the controllers to plug into an interface. Right, so that probably is the limit of the screen. Yep, that's six and a half inches.
0: So it looks like plus or minus a little bit. What we're getting here is something that's going to be around the power of the original Xbox One, mm-hmm. maybe a little less, more powerful than Xbox One, probably not as powerful as PlayStation Four. Completely dwarfed. By PlayStation 4 Pro and Scorpio. Not even in the same league Mm -hmm. as those. So, you know,
1: third verse, same as the first, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nintendo basically just doing what it's done for the last two generations, which is have the most underpowered
1: console of the three Mm -hmm. worked once. Well, uh, power doesn't dictate the winner. I mean, it's not like the PlayStation 1 was winning any power contest. Or the PlayStation 2 against the GameCube and the Xbox One. Xbox original Xbox.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the concern here, more about
1: the library and the power.
0: It's the library, but it's also the third-party support, so all these developers are already starting to turn the page on the base models of PlayStation 4 and the base base Xbox One. They're already starting Mm -hmm. to work on PlayStation 4 Pro, Scorpio. They already have their eyes set on the future. Sure, there's a huge library already of base games for Xbox One and PS4
1: that can easily be ported mm. over, but... Well, and they'll continue, because they're still going to have to work on Xbox One and PS4, yeah. which is going to put them at the same power level, roughly, as the, as the Switch, so, you, you know, presumably the architecture of this thing is not particularly unique or complicated, so ports that, you know, if you're going to make a three, uh, 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 Xbox One or PS4 version of a game, they're ideally, I mean, I don't know for sure, but ideally, there's no reason not to make a Switch one, too. Do
0: you find it curious if they did not show off a touch screen today? Uh, curious in what sense? And that they didn't demonstrate that, that the screen is a touch screen. I don't think that screen is a touch screen. Don't think? No, I don't think it is. Do you think that's a smart move? Mm, I don't know. I think that's
1: a, if that's the case, I think that's a really, really stupid well, if it's, move. Well, if it's a touch screen, how do you control it when it's in the dock? What do you mean? Like, if, if, if things are using touchscreen controls oh. and you put it in the dock, how are you controlling it? Well, because you you, the controller doesn't no, have no, a touchscreen. No, no,
0: no. It, it wouldn't be for new Switch games. It would be for the back catalog of mm. stuff from Wii U and 3DS. Hmm. I mean, I look, know. Nintendo's not going to close the door on that money, Matt. You know all, it. You all know it, and I know it.
1: Well, look, all they had to do was show one p- a person, press a, do right. one thing with it, and right? they didn't.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, so to me, it seems like it does not have a touchscreen, which seems insane to me. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... I mean, maybe it does, and we're just not... They haven't shown it. it. But, like, I I hadn't considered the, the, you know, the the DS or the the Wii U backwards compatibility issue. Although, even then, like, I don't know how you're going to do 3DS games on this thing. Um... Yeah, I, I, that might be out the window completely because there's there's one screen.
0: Or maybe they do some kind of a communication between the 3ds and and, the, and then you just use
1: the 3ds as like your extra screen. Or maybe well, they, you well, know, what they just. Well, in which in which case it is not a self-contained unification of the handheld and the console. I think I figured it out. So Nintendo just filed a patent for a Bluetooth communication
0: device. I'm wondering if they're going to send it just to your phone or your tablet that you already have mm. via Bluetooth. Like a and that'll be screen your second idea. screen. Maybe, yeah. Possible. At least an idea. Mm-hmm. But, otherwise, hardware-wise,
1: what do you think of Man, it? That what, you think that, that would, would, see, that is a very interesting... If Nintendo actually did that, it's like, okay, so to emulate Wii U stuff, use your iPad or right. your, your Your existing your tablet, tablet that you have, yeah. that is That is a... Massive, drastic shift in thought for Nintendo, right there. That's amazing. That would be amazing. But they didn't show a touchscreen today.
0: It blows my mind that they didn't show it. Like maybe it's there, but that I don't know if you noticed, but that trailer was very clever. Like if you keep watching it over and over, you'll notice like very little things that the people do in that to show you how things work, Mm -hmm. like how the controllers snap on and off, and like. If they'll like, they pause on the shot of like the new Pro controller, so you Mm -hmm. can get like a good look at it and see
1: that it actually has a D-pad. And they went to an asymmetrical stick layout, which I have to give a big thumbs up to. What do you think of the form factor of the hardware? Uh, overall it looks fine, uh, but when they pull out the little, the, you know, the detachable side things and everybody's playing with those as, like, sort of, like, sideways Wiimote controllers, joke. like, I'm just like, what is that? Like, it's that's like a joke. Ridiculous. Could you
0: imagine trying to play, like, they show them playing Mario Kart with just not one half of, what do they call the Joy-Con. Is that what, Joy-Con? The, yeah, they're called Joy-Con. And then that, I don't know if you noticed or not, but there's, like, a sleeve that both the Joy-Cons can snap into to create the separate controller, mm-hmm. and that's called the Joy-Con Grip. That you slide into. But when you do that, you have no D-pad. You're bas- they're basically expecting you to use the four buttons as your D-pad. Mm-hmm. When it's snapped into the Joy-Con grip. Right, because they have it And like, I mean, let's be honest, a D-pad really is just four buttons. At least right. the traditional D-pad. But it's
1: also like... Nintendo has the best D-pads kind of on the regular. Even in the, even in the last, you know, 15 years where we've gone through a pretty dark period of bad D-pads on other game systems controllers, Nintendo always had the solid D-pad. Yep. And the fact that they're kind of abandoning what I would consider one of their trademarks after all these years for a four button interface because of, you know, I guess because of the idea that you should they want it to be symmetrical or not symmetrical but they want it to They're be it right modular now,
0: playing with playing mario kart with that little dicky controller it's insane dude yeah like i don't
1: i, I that, that is a strange i mean again maybe this is indicative of nintendo's uh, switch in mentality on on this system and and kind of not being afraid to buck. Look at you can see these people their, their hands. Oh, tiny. Their guess.
0: hands are screaming it out looks, in pain.
1: It look. I mean, it looks. It reminds me of the tiny little remote I have that like that switches my HDMI. Like oh yeah um, yeah. Like <laughs> I, like that's what it's about the size of that.
0: I uh yeah. I mean, using buttons for a D pad. Not a fan of that. No. I'm not a fan of that at all. I'd much rather have a real D-pad. I mean, that's the... And here's the thing. So we we're, we were talking earlier... And maybe,
1: maybe, again, these things are modular, so maybe they will sell one that does have a D-pad. That's the
0: thing. They're going to sell all kinds of crap yeah. that snaps onto the side of that thing. And this is what I was talking about, the added cost. So, mm. look, I mean, if you want to play games, you're a hardcore gamer, there's the grip that I was telling yeah. you about. That's, that's the, uh,
1: the Joy-Con grip mm-hmm. right there on the left. I think I'm just gonna go ahead and get one of those pro controllers. But that's twos. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what
0: everyone's gonna do. And it look, we don't even know if that. And ripped. that's an
1: extra fifty bucks for Nintendo, right Here's there. Here's the from other everybody. thing
0: you got to think about: charging the two joy Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Where do you charge those? Look, you can see those lights. See those green lights? Yeah. I don't think that that's a charging light,
1: though. I think that's I think like that's
0: controller like one through four, isn't it?
1: Mm I I don't know if that's the charging light or the that controller, but like if, I think I think you theoretically should. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, is there anything electronic about the grip? Like, is the can the grip serve as a like a battery pack, or is it just you know a physical item? You know, just an item that makes it more ergonomic. I mean, the grip
0: you might have to buy separately. I mean, they
1: charge the
0: grip itself in a wall outlet mm-hmm. and then plug
1: the Joy Cons into the side of it, mm-hmm. and that's how it works. Could be. But why would I... you have the
0: two meters? What is that?
1: I th- I think those probably are, but you would only need one if if you're trying to say your no, player yeah, one, you're, your
0: player two, your player three, your player four. You'd only need one on each grip
1: because it's just
0: one right. controller. I don't know what those lights
1: Unless are. Unless those are, ch- but like, why would you need four levels of charge indicator? Why don't you just make it like like the like other things where it's like okay, it's, it's either red or it's it blue colors. or it's green. That's you know, what I'm like,
0: saying. I have no idea what those lights are. I haven't really seen anyone talk about them either. Like, I don't know what they are. I don't know.
1: But I, w- I w- looking at them, I would have thought they were charge indicator lights, but now that you say that, like, yeah, that doesn't make any s- or I mean I, just because it doesn't make any sense doesn't mean that's what it is Chat,
0: what but say you? What do you guys think it is? I wanna, I'm interested to see what everybody thinks. Think charge? I don't I honestly don't know. They didn't no, talk no, no. about I it I mean,
1: it might be multifunctional.
0: But I agree, 100 percent they're going to sell all kinds of stuff to snap onto mm-hmm. the side of that tablet because that's really what it is. It's just a tablet yeah. that you're snapping stuff onto the side of.
1: I hope they. I hope they sell like a giant, like two halves of a wheel. <laughs> like, <laughs> they will. Oh you know, you
0: know, yeah. You know, they Totally will. Do you remember that uh GameCube controller that came out? That was just basically a GameCube controller split in half with the keyboard. Stretch with oh, the yeah. keyboard like for Fantasy Story. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking, <laughs> of. it's kind of the same thing. This is yeah. though, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they sell instead of just having like. So you see right now, like you can take the, the Joy-Cons off and they slide onto the tablet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they make Joy-Cons that have like the full handles like you're seeing right there. Because see right now, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the Wii U gamepad. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put out Joy-Cons that have the
1: full grip to hold onto on the back. And the, you know, in more and more as we look at these photos, you know what the most striking thing about it is to me? It's all gray and black. Yeah. There's no color. There's no purple lunchbox. There's no traditional nope. Nintendo colors on the buttons. Even no white. Like they are full. Like they look like an. They are full tilt. We are a, a an electronics device. Here's here's a huge
0: design flaw. There is no that,
1: there is no personality. Go back to that last thing. photo, Sam.
0: Why why would they design the console that when you dock it you cannot see the screen? Because it's not using the screen. But
1: what if you want to? For what? If you don't want to take up the TV and you want to just play it well, while you, it's still charging. Well, then you take it out and plug it into a USB device into the wall. Yeah, I guess you could do that. I'm sure that's how you do that. Yeah, it's just like uh, Nintendo's other chargers where you pl- unplug the power cable from the base yeah. and you just plug it directly. Because if you want to just. They haven't you- shown plugging the power in directly no, into the haven't. tablet, though. I mean, I'm sure you can. I mean, there's going to be US- a USB slot on that thing somewhere. I uh, don't know. Or there's gonna be a, some, or there's gonna be some proprietary charger thing you have to buy for an extra twenty bucks. Um, it looks
0: like if you look in the back of the console, see that slot back there. Mm-hmm. It looks like you can slide the Joy Cons in there, so it just makes it a perfect like rectangle.
1: Yeah, it's probably what, what you're doing there. I mean, I'm sure you can leave them on the sides of the controller if you of the of the.
0: Right, but for is like, there a
1: name for the screen part? No, not yet. But. You know they
0: haven't shown being able to plug in the no. tablet on its own yet, so you can't take that for granted. It seems like it would be kind of obvious, though. I don't um, know. I don't know if there's any such thing as obvious with Nintendo anymore. Well, look,
1: if you're going to take this thing on the road, like you're going to have to have a way to charge it without the base. Like there has to be. No, that's way a to good do point. That. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's if you're showing point. me playing it on a fucking plane, I'm going to have to charge it when I get home, or I'm not allowed to play Zelda when I fly back. Like, that's, there's got to be a way to charge it. It's just the um, hardware
0: to me. The form factor it just doesn't seem finished. It's Look, like, there's another,
1: did, did they slide that into like kind of a holder on the back of a... Cha- yeah, like there's another... Uh, dev- I don't sm- know. That is small.
0: Yeah. I mean, but how... Are they going to sell like a boom, like a selfie <laughs> stick for like the Dude. tablet?
1: Yeah. You know they Because I bet one of the things you can buy that's a snap-on thing is a camera.
0: Probably. Yeah.
1: They're going to try to make this sort of like... The next, the like the next level tablet, like the next level, like kind of entertainment mobile thing. The form factor just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like when you
0: dock that tablet in that dock, like it's just weird that like an inch and a half of the screen is sticking up above like the dock. Mm-hmm. Like there's just all these little things about it. It just doesn't seem finished to me. I don't how know how pissed must
1: they've been that the, the the video toaster was already trademarked.
0: <laughs> uh Anything else you want to talk about with the hardware?
1: Um, Before we start talking about software. Well, I'm very curious about battery life for the thing. Um, well, they
0: said that the uh, the shield, should... shield would last for seven hours,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which to me is borderline. That's it's about okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like if they can get this to play with a full-on 3D game like the new mm. 3D Mario game running on it for seven hours, I think I can deal with that.
1: And a lot of the look. Okay, this like this whole like oh you can play esports and everybody's gathered in a circle like hunched over breaking their spines trying to see these tiny little like no one is going to do that come on
0: yeah i mean i
1: mean it's it's like a the cool thing here would be like okay if if by some miracle i know three other people that own one of these things and we can all bring ours three of us can bring ours over to someone else's house and we can like play mario kart all together like a LAN party in the same room but we all have our own screens like back in the nintendo 64 old days and that's cool but yeah. is that going to happen? I don't think. Maybe not. You what know? really blows my mind. Also, and then we all then we all run out of battery power, so we all just have to plug it into the wall, and it's, not, it's just yeah. like or take turns throwing it into the toaster, and it's like I I have so many questions. What blows my mind is how many people saw this thing and it never leaked out.
0: Yeah, like there are dozens and dozens of people in this commercial. No one ever took a photo with their cell phone, like leaked it out. Oh, they're all dead now. Yeah, apparently everyone
1: everyone (laughs) in that in that that trailer was was (laughs) taken to a a far desert island and locked in a room. It is kind of crazy though to think about it. That
0: yeah. all those people who probably don't give a crap about Nintendo. they're, oh, they're all they're all
1: under crazy NDAs. Still though, it doesn't matter. Oh no, man, you don't mess. They never that, be so. able to figure out who did it. Of course like, they would. They'd find. They'd they'd go after everybody. The truth of the matter is, is that the people in this commercial probably didn't care enough. <laughs> they're just like probably, yeah. They probably don't even know what the hell they're. Do- I mean, these yeah. are these are models. They're not. They're yeah. not here. You know. They're not gamers. Some of them might be, maybe. Like, yeah,
0: here's here I love this. Like, yeah, yeah you're we're gonna stop, gonna stop, stop your game playing or pick up basketball to game to play a game of basketball. basketball.
1: <laughs> back to back, so like two people brought their switches to this one. Hey, like,
0: but here's that's a big deal. And now to transition nicely into what we're gonna talk about next, which is software. There's a 2K game running on a Nintendo console that's not Carnival Games. Yeah. How long has it been? Rockstar Table Tennis, I think, was the other one that came out for Wii. Mm-hmm. Those are the only 2K games to come out on Nintendo hardware. Since the Wii launched, and so we're getting NBA Two K. That's a pretty good sign. Put up the uh, the image with all the developers. So that's not too shabby. No. In fact, it's better than what the Wii U had.
1: How many of these people will release more than one game for it?
0: I think that's up to how the console does because that's yep. the one thing we got to keep in mind is that, you know, the Wii U had pretty good support
1: yep. out I'd, of the gate. I'd say we'd keep this image and just start crossing them off as they as, <laughs> as they stop, uh, big red X's over them as they stop supporting the system over the first year or two. I mean, truth be told,
0: a lot of these. Or go out of
1: business because some of these, I don't know how many of these companies can absorb. Uh, a mediocre performance.
0: I mean, let's be honest. They've padded this list pretty significantly here. First what, of all, you're not
1: waiting for the big AAA release from Autodesk.
0: Yeah. Well, I was hoping it would come from Silicon Studio first, <laughs> or FMod, or you bite us. or Web Technologies. <laughs> what? what? See it at the bottom right. Oh yeah, Web, web Technologies, and then misspelled Technologies.
1: But what? it's G Y S. They have it there. To be I think it's just web technology. Oh, I thought there was that, an S. I think that's, oh, that's, like, like, that's a, like a rights reserve oh, it's symbol. A trademark
0: symbol. Yeah. So, I mean, this looks impressive at first glance. But when you really start looking at it, you start to realize that some are cool. I mean, it's good to see From Software on there. Mm-hmm. It's good to see Platinum on there. It's obviously, as I mentioned, good to see 2K on there. Um, Bethesda is good to see on there because Bethesda never did anything for Wii U. No. I mean, that probably is the most telling logo on this mm-hmm. splash, is that Bethesda is there. That is a really, really big deal. One, because they make great games that I would like to play on whatever platform I have. But two, the fact that they have really like never done anything for Nintendo. And look, it could just end up being one of its mobile games. Well, it's going to be Skyrim.
1: We know. Well, they showed
0: Skyrim,
1: which is a little worrying because, like, it's like twenty years old. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like the most prominent game in this trailer is Zelda, and yeah. the second most prominent one is a five-year-old re- a remaster of a five-year-old game from last-gen hardware. And it's and it's is it hmm. even the remaster? Oh yeah, it's the remaster is it? for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skyrim doesn't look that good. Yeah, like, I mean, there's no way, there's no way you release. Vanilla 360 era Skyrim on a new gen system—that has got to be the remaster. But, know, but it
0: could also be too like their mobile stuff, like Fallout
1: Shelter yeah. and <clears throat> the new like card but, battle game. But and the, what? But they're showing, you know, Skyrim Remaster, which is on one hand positive in that it's like, yeah, we're putting our real catalog on this system. But on the flip well, side, well, the real catalog would be Fallout Four. Yeah, but I think people want Skyrim more right now. Really. I mean, a lot of people that that you know are devotees of Nintendo systems may never have played Skyrim.
0: Well, they've definitely never played Fallout Four. Yeah, well, Skyrim's better. Skyrim's a better game. Yeah,
1: not even close. And but... Skyrim remastered is the hot, the new hotness right yeah. now. Yeah. Sky. I mean, Fallout Four is all on sale on Steam this weekend because it's over. You got to get rid of it. So. Not that you have to get rid of digital content, but it's like what I'm saying is like you know Skyrim is where is focusing right now, so it makes sense that that's their their big show for this. But at the same time. Uh, it would have been nice to see a little more than just the Zelda, the Zelda game we already knew about and like five brief frames so of a Mario say. game
0: that's what I was going to say, so we just saw this huge list of publishers that are allegedly, reportedly on board with I still have to get over saying NX, mm. with the Switch that sounds weird but they unveil it today, and what do we, see? we do, what do we see we see Zelda, which looks amazing mm-hmm. no argument here A new Mario, 3D Mario, which, hell yeah, that's the best thing they showed in the whole damn thing, in my opinion. I'm so excited for that, except
1: it looks like it could be Super Mario Sunshine 2. Do you notice that? Um, Well, in the sense that it's in, in a village on the ground, yeah. But I think if it was Sunshine 2, he would be wearing the short sleeves.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying it looks like in the vein of Mario Sunshine versus...
1: Super Mario yeah, well, in the, world. Sense, in the sense that he's in like a sunny place, I guess. But like, well, it's
0: also like a town. Like, right. there were no towns in Super Mario 64. Yeah,
1: well, because there, there are no towns be. in Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, it was just like the planet with the with the castle and stuff. I guess. Right.
0: That's what I'm saying. It looks like Super Mario Sunshine to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, no flood. No flood. I mean, right there, you're kind of out out of the sunshine zone. There. It looks um, like a
0: western town by the way. Yeah,
1: well it looks to me like um, yeah, Super Mario Old West or something. Well, I I think there's room for variety in there but I mean it could be anything, frankly. Yeah. It could not even be a game yet to be honest. It could just be a total Yeah, I don't game. know if we're if we're meant to think that's launch. I guess the thing is like it tells oh, us it tells us nothing about launch. launch window stuff.
0: Although it could be. Super Mario 3D World has been out for a long time. Somewhat,
1: but I mean, my instinct is that that's like maybe, you know, Christmas 2017 is the Mario game. So we got those
0: two awesome games Mario and Zelda, no one's going to argue with those. They mm-hmm. both look great. Even if that Mario game isn't real, it still looks awesome. And then we get NBA 2K17, uh, hopefully, Skyrim and The Witcher 3. That was The Witcher 3, right? That they showed for a little while? Where? There was the one shot where he had like a guy had a bow going across the ice. Or was that Skyrim? Still? That's
1: Skyrim. I'm it, in TNU, it almost looked like The Witcher to me.
0: So that's it. You
1: also don't have a bow in The Witcher. So. Oh, that's right. Good point. <laughs> I don't.
0: Yeah. So Skyrim, NBA Two K, Mario, and Zelda, and
1: Splatoon. And yeah, the Mario Kart thing.
0: And Mario Kart Eight. It looks like. Yeah. With maybe a new DLC. I mean, you have all those publishers, and that's all you have to show
1: here's like th- i wonder if there's more there's look this is not the time to be coy you know like we are 5 months out from this thing according to the March 2017 slate at the end of this trailer right. uh, by this point with almost every other system in existence we had a release date a day we knew we were going to be getting this thing yeah. and they're still just saying March 2017 and we don't know launch lineup beyond Zelda we don't know i mean presumably skyrim will I mean, launch be too because that comes uh, out next month launching
0: but, with the Zelda is all it needs, really, for it to sort sell of, that $10 million right out of the gate to its fans. Sort its of,
1: but you also did that with the Wii, and look how that turned out. It sold really well, but I was bored most of the time. Yeah. You know, I'm not concerned about the so much about the price of the system or the, the quality of the Zelda game that's at launch or any of the gimmicks it has. I'm more concerned about if I buy this thing, am I once again going to be relegated to that Nintendo limbo of having this second console that I play about, about once a Third quarter? Third console, you mean? Yeah, third console. I mean, but like, I mean, in the sense that, like, the hope for this system was going to be that it was, you know, you could have it as your only game console, and it would take care of you because the multi-platform, the third-party support would be there, and it is. It looks like it is, but now you know they've kind of been outmaneuvered in terms of the really core enthusiast demographic because now you've got the PlayStation Four Pro coming out, you've got the Scorpio on the way, and so. Yes, you can play multi-platform games uh, on all the systems, but the, the Pro and the Scorpio are going to be superior presentationally to that. So it's like, okay, well, I can play, um, you know, let's pick something that would be coming out uh, soon. Uh, I don't know, let's say Watch Dogs 2. Like, I can play Watch Dogs 2 to pick something that's not going to be on the, on, the, on the Switch anytime soon, but whatever. Well, I could play Watch Dogs 2 or Red Dead Redemption. Let's say they do a Red Dead Redemption version for the Switch. Um, well, I could play it on this. Oddly
0: enough, not shown for Red Dead Redemption 2.
1: No, no, I don't think it will come to that. I don't either. But, but if the
0: timing seemed to work oh, yeah. out, it's like, how perfect would it have been? Nintendo unveils the Switch at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., Rockstar rolls out Red Dead oh, Redemption yeah. 2. Imagine if it had had the Switch logo at the end. The timing would have just been. Oh, yeah. Huge. But but
1: no nope. I don't see Rock- <laughs> I mean I can't blame anybody for thinking that might have been a possibility. Yeah. But I don't think Rockstar would ever work with Nintendo. They're too controlling. Yeah. But like and I mean both of them are too controlling. Yeah, they would not like, be able to work big butt yeah. heads constantly. But like like so okay, let's say they're that's coming out for all three in some other dimension. Um, am I gonna buy that for the for the the switch or am I gonna buy it for one of the other systems that can run it looking better, running better? Being better, you well, know, I think is... that
0: would depend for some. It's going to depend on each person. I think oh, if there sure. are people who commute an hour each way every day on a train or whatever,
1: I think they might choose the switch version. Yeah, but that's still. You know, speaking personally for me, that is not an advantage the, the switch has. Oh, personally for me, like, oh no. I mean, personally for me, I'll get the PlayStation and, or Pro version. And ironically. Um, the, that preference, the the desire to Until have... Until Scorpio su- comes out, then I'll start buying Scorpio right. versions. The desire to have a uh, superior presentation is also what's actually driving me to get one. Yeah. Because, presumably, Zelda's going to be better on this. The better hardware. I'm starting one. to wonder. I think it looked smoother uh, in the footage that came out today. Do you think I'm, that's real footage? I think the trailer that was on Nintendo's Japanese site is. Wait, does
0: that say that it's... It does
1: not say what it's on, right. but it looks better to me and smoother to me than the, than the footage, than was what it, I played at was E3. Was it 1080p? Couldn't tell.
0: That would probably tell you what, which version it is. Mm-hmm. At least I'm guessing. Although Nintendo would put out 1080p trailers for its Wii U games, so who knows.
1: So I don't know. I mean, so yeah, I'll be tempted to get the Zelda, get it to play Zelda because I want to play that in the best way possible. Um, but then like that might be the last game that that's true of <laughs> because yeah, that isn't a Nintendo exclusive. Yeah. Um, hope, I'm, right now, the great, the great Nintendo hope uh, for me is that, like you say, the combining of the handheld and console you know, development schedules will create a release schedule that is adequate to make me feel like this system is worth it.
0: It's odd, too, how you put the Joy-Cons... Onto the tablet while it's on the base, and then you lift it up out of the base. I guess that's so you don't put your fingers on the screen. Well, you can lift it by the
1: sides as well. I don't think you have to do it that way.
0: It's just weird that they're, like I was saying, and like they the, demonstrate the, it doing it that right. way. Right.
1: Well, then this, this, the, um, I think that's just a quick way of showing that these things plug Cartridges. we forgot to mention cartridges. Oh, yeah, because you can't do discs on the road. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm totally I mean, fine with it. Cartri- I have no problem with it at all. It loads like a beast. And I'm totally cool with that. And I think, I think the, pro- you know, the old problem used to be, oh, too expen- cartridges are too expensive to make them big enough to compete with what discs can put on. And I think, like, you're fine now. I just thought of something that I
0: don't think anyone has discussed about this. Hard drive space. Oh, yeah. So is the hard drive in the charging base? Or is the hard drive, and there's got to be at
1: least some storage in the tablet. It's got to be in the tablet for the most part. I- I think that char- How much space can you have, then? Not enough. Right. I think the charging base is literally just the charger and the, the video pass through. Yeah. I think everything so is in the screen. Although um, that charging base
0: is pretty big, man. That's bulky for just a pass through. Look, I mean, look at it. Yeah, but that's I, a lot for just a Nintendo, charger. But Nintendo
1: said that's all it is. Well, they said that already. That's what I read earlier today. Oh, that I did that. that. they said is, or maybe it was someone saying they had sources that said very reliably. Uh, I, I hadn't seen that. But I, I, it seems to be pretty definitively that. I it mean, is, are
0: we staring at another like? 30 gigs or 100 gigs here? Better not. I mean if you if if the storage is really in that tablet, that means you need to look at like I mean, tablet size. I
1: mean there's enough stuff back there on the back of that thing that you could you could maybe say that there's a hard drive in there, but I think most of that is like the power convert. I don't think it has a maybe it, it's not a separate cord, you know, but with, with the power brick. Um, I mean But it's hard start... to say without seeing the back of it. My question is like maybe it's a thing where it's like, look, before you detach that thing from the toaster, you have to decide what you want to play and it yeah. loads that into the tablet's memory you know what i mean yeah
0: i mean flash memory you know they could but
1: then again that doesn't even make any sense because you can put you put the cartridge right in the thing right. so maybe like i mean what's so what's I the mean, digital look, you're, solution i mean still going
0: to be download you're still going to be able to download games for this yeah. thing i'm assuming maybe you have to be able to you think where's the hard drive though like i don't know maybe it uses like sd cards or something could be but those get really expensive when you start
1: getting up around a terabyte or whatever, or 500 gigs. Yeah, but well, it's not that bad anymore. Really? For 500 gigs, an SD card? I don't know what that would cost. I'd look it up, but my phone died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like the switch is going to. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so
0: let's move on. Actually, let's start to wrap this up. Let's talk about price. Where do you think this needs to come in to be successful, Matt?
1: Under 300. Uh, I mean, like 300 is the ceiling, I think. Uh, judging by what the tech is on display and how much extra shit you're going to ha- make us buy, I'd say 250 is your sweet spot. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know a whole lot about the pricing on what is going to be in this thing, hardware wise, but it seems feasible to get it down that far. There's not a whole lot happening here that seems particularly shocking. And it's not a huge tablet, it's not a lot of functionality there. And, you know, if, if that toaster really is uh, just a pass-through and a charger, that's not a really complex piece of machinery, so yeah. it shouldn't add too much to the cost. I saw some people wondering if there was going to be a way to buy it without the ch- the toaster, which seems like you'd want to buy it without that's the just like primary buying, gimmick. That's
0: like just buying a handheld, basically. Right. And Nintendo people, will not do that. No. Like, There's that's no the way. whole point, is it's the exactly. switch back and forth. Right. Some people just are look, maybe looking to just try to buy it as just a handheld.
1: Yeah. Well, essentially. That, I'm looking to buy it as just a console, yeah. so we're we're all just gonna have to you know suck it up and <laughs> bite the bullet and pay yeah, for the part you don't
0: want. Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and that is a good point,
0: actually. That is actually a, a good point. Is that some people are going to be forced to pay for something that they don't want? Mm-hmm. Some people only buy that's Nintendo the, handhelds.
1: That's the that's the cost of being a hybrid. basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: I would say anything over three hundred is total doom. That's crazy. It, yeah, I think the, sweets, the sweet spot... You cannot price this higher than the PlayStation four Slim. No way.
0: Period. No way. The sweet spot for this, honestly, is is two hundred dollars. Like, yeah. if Nintendo really wants to be successful with this, it needs to sell it at a loss, and it needs to get hardware out.
1: How there. much does the Shield cost? I don't know. I'm, I didn't look. I should have looked that up. I mean, earlier. I should have
0: too. I didn't either. But uh, two hundred to me, sweet spot.
1: Two hundred to me would be a no-brainer purchase on this, no question. Yeah, I feel like that's that feels low. It is low to me. Yeah, but I think Nintendo needs to sell it at a loss. Oh, I agree. Uh, I don't think Nintendo would ever think that. It won't. It uh, not I'm not saying
0: it's going to sell for two hundred. In fact, I'm. Te- I'll tell you right now, it's not going to sell for two hundred. Mm-hmm. It's going to sell for more. In fact, I think the the lowest we can count on Nintendo selling it for is three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Because Nintendo's going to look at it like, oh well. How much does the iPhone 7 cost? Right. How much does an iPad cost? And they're going to say, well... The classic
1: Nintendo, like, false comparison. Really?
0: Yeah. That's what it is. It's like
1: when we complained about how there were no games for the Wii, and then then, uh, Reggie was all incensed at Jeff Keighley for asking, because, oh my god, you got Animal Crossing. And it's just like, I don't think you know what we're asking. No, and he didn't. No. So, yeah, so right now we're looking at, like, the launch lineup
0: for Wii U, which also was pretty good. Yeah, and we saw what happened. They, they stuck around for about six months before they canceled mm-hmm. all their projects and because so, the, the
1: sales of the launch games were dire. Yeah, I mean, just awful. And like, that's the thing is, like, you're gonna, we're gonna know inside of a month whether this thing's gonna break the no, same right. way as the we U You're absolutely
0: right because if we, if we get through the first month of this thing being out, and if there are any third-party games available for it at launch. If they sell like they did for the Wii U, these publishers
1: have learned their lesson
0: already. Yeah, they're
1: like, oh, we're not sticking around even oh, for no, a year this all.
0: time. We've, we've watched this movie. And I will, I will
1: call it right now that Skyrim Remastered will be a launch title. Huh? I think no question because it comes out next month for everything else. So yeah, there's, no, re- there's no reason. As long as it's been worked
0: on all this time, yeah. it should work
1: out. So you want to guess what the price will be? We want to wait. I mean, my Let's guess like will get more information. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, my my guess right now would probably be 300, just like you're. I I would hope it would be less. Yeah. But, like, my pessimism about Nintendo's pricing of things... Because the other thing is, like, this this system seems custom-designed to sell me extra shit. Yeah. You know, extra add-on stuff. Well, that, that Bluetooth I thing I was talking about, that's so, also to work with Amiibo yeah. as well. Right. So, like, so, so to, you know, drop that price a little bit so I can, af- you know, afford to get a couple because extra things Because whatever you pay for it. this,
0: you're going to pay another 50 bucks for the controller. Oh, yeah. Because no one's going to want to play... With that weird smashed up thing, right. and does it even come with that?
1: I don't know yet. Or is it just the toaster? It the, doesn't the appear to. I mean, things. if you look at like the yeah.
0: hardware, it doesn't look like it's like slid in there anywhere. I, I mean, know. I
1: just have I'm having flashbacks of like when the Wii came out and you had to buy an extra Wii Remote and then you got the nunchuck and then oh, do you want the Pro Controller? You want the extra, you a classic controller and you want the oh, oh but now you Motion Plus. Motion plus, plus. Maybe you want a, a cover, a little condom oh, for the Wii. Wii we didn't controller. Even bring up no motion controls. Oh yeah, they're gone. So how does the Wii? backwards compatibility. Is, is there even any backwards compatibility on that? I don't know. It's starting to look like it's not. Alright, we got
0: to wrap it up. Still so
1: many questions and it's like, it's so close to the supposed release date and we know very little. Yeah. We know what it is but we don't know But we actually do know a lot. Like I said they packed a
0: lot of little information but it, in But this it thing. feels
1: like we know very little because so much of it was stuff we already knew. It's like, we got little details about how the controller fits and what it looks like and how small the damn thing is and that you, you know, it's got a little, okay, it's got a little stand that comes on the back for the airplane tray table and all this stuff. But it's like, and they've got, you know, everybody who owns one apparently lives on rooftops. I don't, I, like, I don't know <laughs> what I'm getting out of this that I, I couldn't have already guessed from the rumors and my whole reaction to it is like, bro, it's five months away. You need to tell us some stuff. Well, and yeah. I don't know when they're going to do that now. You
0: know what, I think that grip does come with it because otherwise, like, it showed you when they put the Joy-Cons on and lift it off, mm-hmm. the TV goes off. Right. So I feel like, you know, I would like the ability to be able to play with the tablet and still see it on the TV screen at the same time. You're not going to get that. It doesn't It doesn't appear so. No. It showed her right there, take it off, and the screen went black yeah. as soon as she did it. Right there, yeah. you can see it again. Well,
1: because the Well, because the... We're doing up
0: all kinds of little stuff. See, that's what I'm saying. This video is jam full of stuff. If you start paying attention to like the details. I thought details. that was
1: super obvious. Like, no, uh uh-uh. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, I thought I could take it away, just like the way No, 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 no,
1: no. Why would you think that?
0: Because I have a console that already does it. But that's the clearly Wii U. not what they're
1: doing. Every time they remove it from the thing, it goes off on the TV. Like that's that, the only shot the, that shows it. The hardware is in the screen. Like it can't run without the without the hardware that's in the screen. So if you don't plug it into the dock, the TV but has Matt, no input. the Wii U is doing that in reverse. Right now,
0: it's sending the information from the Wii U out to your tablet.
1: But this is not. They the already Wii U. have that. Tech. But there's nothing to send it out to because all the hard there is no Wii U controller for this. there's, there's it's all the system is in the screen. But we don't know that yet there could be hardware inside the dock there is not you don't know that yet you are just art. guessing well nah. hmm you're guessing not really I mean if there's hardware in the in this in the in the dock then how are you running the game when you take the thing out of it I mean also
0: if they were to make it work that way are you down in solve- that case you're
1: downgrading the, 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 the game when you're playing it on the go and that defeats the purpose.
0: But look, if they if they actually if it does work that way, where you take it away with the tablet with the Joy-Cons and the screen does stay on, that solves the backwards compatibility problem with two screens. No, I don't think it does.
1: I don't see Why how not? because it shuts off. Yeah, it shuts off. Every time they show every time they show him take it away, the the people take it out of the dock, it turns off the TV.
0: Right. I'm not saying it does it. I'm saying if it did do it, it would have solved the problem with backwards compatibility with the Wii U and the 3DS. Right. But
1: then I think you're stuck with two separate sets of hardware in the dock and in the screen, and they don't want that. They want it to be identical no matter what you're playing it on. Because otherwise it's not a switch, it's a downgrade. But what I'm saying is, whatever tech is in the Wii U gamepad, so it's
0: just reversing it. So you have all the tech in the tablet now. Mm -hmm. So now, instead, you're sending the information with that same technology from the tablet to the receiver in the dock, and then that sends the video feed up into your television.
1: See what I'm saying? It's reversing what I'm, the Wii U. It did. could, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, based on that trailer, it looks like it doesn't. So that's
1: just more. Basically, there's more cost to add to the thing. Yeah. For for something that it sounds like they don't seem to care about anymore. Apparently not. Like, Maybe they just want to forget the Wii U ever existed. I don't. I, mean, I wouldn't art, blame Nintendo. It's hard for to that. blame them, but but also it's like. That's so weird that, like, they would even, like, you know, they've done so many remasters, especially of the Zelda stuff. They're doing an st- upcoming Skyward Sword remaster, and it's like, what's the lifespan on that thing going to be? Yeah. Well, especially because that thing also uses motion controls, which apparently this doesn't have. And that game is built on motion control. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I didn't see a sensor bar anywhere in this. No. So. I mean, that's a, I mean... I'm glad there's at least a little mystery. It'll give us something to work, ponder and... That's a paradigm shift, for sure. Maybe they should have called it the Nintendo Paradigm.
0: Yeah, that's a better name than Switch, in my
1: opinion. I come from a... I come from the old school where I like Genesis and yeah. all this stuff. I thought the Saturn... The Saturn. Yeah, I thought the Saturn should have been called the Exodus, to keep it the biblical theme. Right, But then, right. like, you're stuck with, like, well, you know what he wants to play? The Sega Leviticus. Right. <laughs> it's like,
0: There's so many
1: terrible rules in this system I don't know what it is
0: (laughs) Alright, it's time We do have a trailer of the week this week by the way Even though we've kind of uh, gone with the freestyle format this week Um, Start getting those questions into chat by the way I'm sure you guys have at least a couple about Nintendo Switch Our trailer of the week this week is for a game I really wish I could play I'm so excited it's coming out But I'm just not going to have the time This actually might be like my Christmas time game That I play when when I have a little bit of a break this is the launch trailer for Civilization Six.
2: You're plotting a new course again, aren't you? currents before us are ever changing we must adapt and press forward if we are to see our journeys end and how will we know when we get there It is the nature of humankind to push itself toward the horizon. We test our limits. We face our fears. We rise to the challenge and become something greater than ourselves a civilization.
0: Hope you guys are as hyped for that game as I am. It's going to kill me to not play it
1: though. I'm going to go play it when I go home. Yeah, man. you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird thing on Steam because it's supposed to come out tonight, which is Thursday night. Yeah, or like Friday. I guess Friday. It's Friday. Friday it yeah. starts. You know, That's starts actually in been happening. Friday in of, Europe. Yeah. Um, but like. Uh, there was a point at which, like, right before, uh, you know, this afternoon, I was looking at it was six hours to unlock. I'm like, well, it's not going to be unlocked in time for the show, so I guess... I, and then I looked at it later, it was 17 hours to unlock, and there were a bunch of people, like, people I knew were like, yeah, it's, a seven, like, what, it's tomorrow now? What the hell is this? And uh, then it went back, like, to, like, around three hours before I went back, and I'm just like, oh, that was just, like, there was a lot of weirdness on that. Huh. And I couldn't buy it through my usual uh, UK, UK uh, game key site, because uh, they're all region-locked. Interesting. 2K region locked the game keys for this one. Interesting. Interesting move. Uh, let's see. we got some questions here.
0: There's a bunch. Huh. Here's one from Noel, and not a question. Shane, Bloodborne will be your Christmas time game. <laughs> Sad, but true. Unfortunately, oh. you're absolutely right. Uh, here's one from Darkforce256. Shane, is Battlefield 1's campaign story any good? Memorable characters or anything special? I should have mentioned this when I talked about the campaign. Thank you for bringing it up. The way the campaign is set up, there is no overarching narrative that goes out throughout the whole campaign. It's like each mission is kind of its own self-contained. And I actually kind of did mention this, that it's like one time you're fighting with the Australians, next time you're fighting with like British forces. So there isn't like one o- overarching story, but the overarching theme is there, which is that World War One sucked. But uh, but no, there's not like one character that you play as throughout the whole thing, and I do think, it, think it does kind of cheapen the narrative a little bit. It's hard to build too much of an attachment to any of the characters in the game, because you play as them for a, a little while, and then they kind of go away. But I will say that the, uh, the writing and the voice acting is really authentic. Like, they... You can tell that they went back and did a lot of research to kind of figure out like what were the phrases and the terms that people said back then? What were the accents like back then? Um, How did people interact with each other back then as far as like rank, as far as like what would a sergeant say to a private? So I feel like the authenticity is there. Uh, But yeah, as far as like a really like gut-wrenching story or anything like that, there's a couple moments that'll get you a little bit, but nothing like if you had played with one person for... Twelve hours straight and then maybe something terrible happened to them at a certain point. It kind of lacks that kind of emotional punch, I guess mm. the best
1: way to put it. Evison asks, what do you think what do you guys think is going to happen to 3DS now? Is Nintendo gonna abandon it? And if so, how quickly? Yep. <laughs> Eventually. I, I think you got a couple more years. You think a couple years. I, I, Nintendo never fully abandoned stuff that yeah. fast. I mean I know the switch might kind of come off as like a real clean break. But, like, I, there's still stuff in the pipeline. I think by the end
0: of next year, all first-party stuff will be done on 3DS. I think first-party 3DS stuff will be done by E3 of next year. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you'll minus, see... Minus
1: all the Pokemon downloadable stuff.
0: Yeah. I think you'll see a trickle
1: of third-party stuff from Japan probably through next year. How about this Is a question, a follow-up question... So, Sun and Moon is about to come out. It's a big deal for 3DS, but then here we've got this new system that theoretically makes the 3DS obsolete uh, in terms of their new strategy. Yeah. Do you think there will be a way to either play Sun and Moon on the on the Switch or to transfer your data to it to kind of carry it all forward? I because, think it could be better. Because both. you're kind of in this new. Because you're starting a new generation of Pokemon, right? You had the previous generation was. Uh, uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and X and Y And now yeah. like Sun and Moon is sort of this new generation And to sort of step off of that 3DS platform that fast when it just came out Like that's a It's kind of an awkward place they're in right now So I would, yeah. I would think that they'd need to come up with some way To smooth that transition to the Switch For Pokemon fans I
0: mean we still don't know the story with backwards compatibility mm-hmm. with Switch I think that will answer a lot of questions um, I don't look they're not going to stop selling the 3DS. Yeah. I just think they're going to stop making software for it. Mm-hmm. Because look, they don't want to stop selling the 3DS like six months after Pokemon Sun and Moon come out. Like, right. that game is going to sell like gangbusters for the next like two years or whatever. So they're going to keep getting hardware out there. I just think they're going to start funneling all their development resources into the Switch mm-hmm. because why not? And they need the Switch to be a success. Right. The 3DS is done.
1: So like, do you think Pokemon Sun and Moon is the final big Nintendo game for the 3DS? Yeah. Yeah. Big one, yeah. Because we don't know of anything else.
0: Yeah, mm. I mean, there might be...
1: No, I think that's probably the last big one. I can't think of anything that would be in the pipeline that wouldn't have been diverted to Why the wouldn't they? I mean, right. they should try to get away from the 3DS as quickly as possible
0: as far as creating software. And I feel like they probably already have. Like, yeah,
1: just because you need to fill the release schedule. Right.
0: And, yeah, I mean, Sun and is going to sell like gangbusters, and it'll probably be, like, the console swan... or the handheld swan song. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there, it was a... Uh... Was it a Pikmin game? There's a Pikmin game coming out for it still. Yeah. Like, all, I think basically all the stuff that they just announced in that Direct, like mm-hmm. a month and a half ago, that's, I think it was. That's the end of it. That's probably the last run of first-party 3DS mm-hmm. stuff. Whenever all that stuff's all done, which will probably be Round June, E3, E3 yeah. of next year, that's when it'll be done. I think you'll still see Japanese... I think Japanese
1: publishers
0: will probably release 3DS yeah, I think third-party
1: third party support will continue through 2018. Oh,
0: yeah. Maybe even further. We'll see. But look, if Nintendo makes it easy for itself or for third-party publishers to port things from the 3DS over... And if they were smart, they will. To port stuff from the 3DS over to Switch, then you might see... First of all, you'll have a huge library right out of the gate with all the Mm -hmm. 3DS stuff. I mean, it's a smaller screen, so it's not going to look terrible. It makes sense. And
1: in theory, you could just sell another add-on that is literally... The touch screen.
0: Yep, that would be really dumb, but yeah, you could.
1: I mean, the 3DS, you know, the the DS has a large enough legacy that you know I'm sure they could work out something. Even they could even work out something sort of like a like a super Game Boy kind of thing, where it's it's a it's a lower you know it's a lower touch screen is in the TV or the or the the tablet would be the top screen. You've got a lower touch screen. Maybe it's smaller. Maybe it's cheaper. You can plug the, the the controllers into it, and it accepts. DS and 3DS cartridges.
0: But let's be honest, Matt. I mean, it may already. I mean, that cartridge slot. Yeah. we didn't really get a good look at it. It may. It, it may, could be multi-use. Tomorrow. It yeah. could. But I mean, if you really think about it, like the 3DS, the the last couple years, most of the games haven't even really used the touchscreen or the double the second screen. Not too much. Like most of them, you can play with just a D-pad and buttons already. So. And that's how I like it. And most, most and that's why over time it's gone to. Like, the 3DS Mm -hmm. and the DS, like, that whole functionality has kind of become irrelevant over time. Although I
1: admit, one thing I like about the Pokemon games is the fact that you do not have to go to a separate menu screen. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I like, uh, definitely, I like a lot of that stuff, but it can
0: be done without it. Oh, yeah. That's the best way to put it. Uh, From Burko, Sifted Games, would you honestly buy Switch if you, I'm guessing he's saying, weren't involved in the industry? Does it appeal enough to you to sell it, to sell you on it in the middle of a console refresh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would buy it.
1: Uh, Zelda would probably push me over the edge for it.
0: I would, I'll buy every Nintendo console until Nintendo stops making consoles.
1: I almost didn't buy the Wii U, so I can't. You only got it, what, a year ago? A year ago, Black Friday, a year ago, next month. Yeah. I will always
0: buy Nintendo consoles until I have arthritis so bad that I can't play video games anymore. That's pretty much when I'll stop buying Nintendo consoles. That's
1: the, well, that's the irony. is I'd like buy Nintendo handhelds yeah. forever. But the handheld experience has been so defined by that dual screen situation that like, I, I think they're moving into a very different world now with this. And I wonder if that's going to appeal to me the same way. How many Phoenix Wright games am I, am I going to get on this thing? I don't need any more
0: Phoenix Wright games to be
1: honest. I like Phoenix Wright.
0: I liked it the first like four times. <laughs>
1: what, the, what are the Professor Layton games going to look like? <coughs> Nothing. I don't know. I mean,
0: they have they just announced another <coughs> Professor Layton game for
1: 3ds. Yeah, with his daughter and all that. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's the thing is like so I, one of the things I liked about the 3ds and the, and the DS library before it was all the kind of smaller quirky things in the you know. Kind of in the pre-indie game world you know, Before that became a big thing You kind of got your quirkiness quotient out of, the, out of the DS lineup And I wonder if they're going to be able to justify That kind of uh, Those kinds of projects on the Switch We'll
0: see um, Here's one from Vin Hill, what's up Vin? Uh, what do you guys think about outlets reporting On both 2K Sports and Bethesda Declining to confirm whether their respective games Were in development for Switch Here's a quote. While we are not confirming any specific titles at this time, we are pleased to announce our partnership with Nintendo and support the Nintendo Switch. So, no Skyrim or 2K17. Uh, for
1: now, are you worried? No. no. Nintendo would have never
0: shown that stuff if no, it wasn't argument. That's the long. usual,
1: like, oh, we can't talk about it yet, but we will talk about it when Nintendo's ready to announce all this stuff thing. Ninten- they, those <laughs> games are on that system. They are system. coming,
0: yeah. Nintendo never would have shown those games if... Just legally, Nintendo never would have shown those games. Like, just uh-huh. for saving face, one, but for two, just for legal purposes, you're not going to show a game running on your system yeah. that is not coming to your system because
1: so. that is false advertising. It
0: is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a year, we, we could actually to... sue them. We could get yeah. a class action lawsuit and say, "Hey, it's just like what happened with Sony with the whole Linux thing. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, you said I could run Linux on this thing. It worked okay. for a month. You took it away." Now Sony owes fifty-five dollars to every single person who tried to use Linux. Woo! Yeah, so if you had a pays for rigs. Yeah, so if you (laughs) (laughs) so if you had a PS3 Fat, I don't know if you know this or not. Mm -hmm. I don't know how often you visit Sifted, but if you have a PS3 Fat, you can get fifty-five dollars from Sony, provided you tried to use Linux on it at least once.
1: And if you did that, you're good. So I did not, because who gives? I don't know how they prove it, but I don't know how I proved when I bought it. At that point, I don't have that receipt anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, here's a quick one. Pot, is it pot two or potty two? Pot two. How long do you guys think till PS Five comes out? PS Five?
1: Yeah, in three weeks. You know it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I <I'm laughs> mean, wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean. PlayStation Four Pro is PlayStation Five. I do think one day they're gonna have a PlayStation
0: Five. I oh, mean, they name it. Yeah. I mean, the better way to ask that question is when do you think Sony will finally name a console PlayStation Five? And I don't think there's any way to predict that. Probably not. I, can, I I. would guess twenty nineteen. PlayStation Four Pro will stick around for three
1: years, probably. Mhm. Mhm.
0: Twenty twenty.
1: I think twenty. I think you'll see. If, I can't even
0: believe that I'm. I just said twenty twenty. Twenty twenty.
1: In the year twenty five, twenty five, if man is still alive. This
0: world was is not what I thought it would be for this year. When I was a little kid, thinking about like. The 2000s No, it's not, It has not quite reached my dreams But it's pretty close they there. self-driving cars kind of right
1: now <laughs> I I, mean, I would love to take that Battlefield 1 Campaign back to like my 12 year old self and oh just, my and god! Just, just be like that. You can play that, touch it In My brain
0: yeah. would just melt out of my ears oh, yeah. I think uh, Danny Endurance, of all the games you've played Which one would you say you're best at? Good question
1: Oh Hmm I mean like I've ever played I think the game I was best at ever Was the Game Gear version of Shinobi Which, wow. I, could, which I could finish without getting hit Wow, that's, just, that's impressive It was the only game I you had, had uh, You memorize the whole for, thing for the, for the system And I would just play it over and over again And I, can, I, can, uh, I could finish it without getting hit And I do have it on the 3DS On the, the virtual console on the 3DS And I, I hadn't played it in probably 15, 20 years yeah. And I loaded it up and I cannot beat it without getting hit anymore. Right. But there's, like, this maddening sense of the fact that I know everything, but I don't remember what to do. The little
0: nuance, yeah. And, I,
1: and like, it was, it's a weird sensation. But that was probably the game that I was the best at. Like, there was a couple games... when I, All I had was a Game Gear for a, a couple years, and I had, like, that and Sonic 1 and, like, one terrible RPG called Axe Battler that was, like, a Golden Axe spinoff, and I just played them over and over again, and I could beat Shinobi... It got to the point where if I got hit, i just turn it off and start over. Yeah. I could also finish Terminator uh, on, that, on the Game Gear in fi- less than five minutes. Wow. Because that game was terrible. Yeah. And <laughs> you could just run right through it. Yeah. Uh,
0: for me, uh, NHL 94. I think I may have said this on the show before, actually. Um, I was a god at NHL 94. Mm. I was like a legend in Philadelphia at NHL 94. There would be... We'd meet people. I went to the school at Temple... And, like, I had a crew of my friends, and we all played, and nobody could beat me, like, ever. And they were, the people I played against were good. Like, my circle of friends, that's all we did. We just played NHL 94. If you had free time, we'd just, just get a game of NHL 94. And so then we go out into college, and we meet other people who played NHL 94, and they'd say, oh, well, we have this guy who's the best. And they'd come over, and I'd crush him. And it just happened over and over and over again. I never found anyone who could beat me in NHL 94. If I actually was trying to win. Um, I was also really good at Tech Bowl on the NES back in the day.
1: Uh, the other thing I was good at was when Marvel vs. Capcom 3 came out. Or was about to come out. We got an early, we got an early early review copy of it. And so I'd been playing it for like a month when the launch event happened. And they invited all the pro players. And I was actually better at it than a lot of the pro players. Because yeah. they hadn't touched it yet. Right, so like, right. So I, I, so I got my, my uh, fighting game... Uh, claim to fame is that I beat Alex Valle at Marvel vs. Capcom 3 uh, the first time he ever touched it, (laughs) which is not anything to brag about, but I'll take what I can get, because uh, otherwise I do not have a chance. My only chance is if I play, like, pros at games that they have never played before. That's, that's That's the secret.
0: Here's a good one from Francis Alex. If the Nintendo Switch succeeds, do you see other companies like Sony trying something similar? A Vita 2 on this style, perhaps.
1: No. Short answer: No. Long answer: No. Yeah, no
0: Noah, um, one's crazy enough no. to do it. If it doesn't, Only if it would.
1: doesn't work, no one, no one's gonna bother. If it does work, no one's crazy enough to take Nintendo on at their own game. I so. mean, if
0: you look back, though, you know, Sony did
1: try to rip off the Wii. Oh, but
0: Sony's ripped off Nintendo a lot. Look, the, year, the so. Vita
1: and the Move controller, I think, have taught them. No, you're right. Not, Vita, not Vita the, destroyed Sony. Yeah. Like,
0: I don't think it wants to get back in that. No, race. I, it's I Already I, gotten think, out of mobile phones. Like, I think
1: they learned their lesson. I think they consider themselves. Was lucky enough to have figured out a different another thing to use the Move controllers for and sell them to us for an obscenely inflated price uh, for the PlayStation VR so uh, yeah, I don't see them even trying to compete on that level
0: I hear the question I don't understand from M. Gryley, can I give my monthly Prime benefit to Sifted? Let us subscribe on Twitch. What does that mean?
1: Uh, like Twitch Prime, the tie-in with Amazon where I guess you get some kind of... I'm not clear on how it works. Yeah, I don't either. I know the basis of the story but I don't understand what you're getting at there. Sorry, man. Or,
0: or woman, if you're a girl. Um, GX Gear. How do you guys feel about EA taking another step in the pre-order incentives with paywalling early access?
1: Don't care. I don't care. Like, if you want to pay extra money to play a game four days
0: <laughs> early, go for it. Yeah. I really don't have a problem with it from either end. I don't have yeah. a problem with EA charging it. I don't have a problem with you doing it. If you want yeah. to pay the cash, go for it. If EA, if there's a market there for EA to do it, totally fine. I can see why some people may get salty, cause they're jealous that someone else is playing the game early and they don't want to pay for that privilege. But mm-hmm. that's capitalism, brother. Uh, let's see, what, two more. I'm gotta go. I'm getting hoarse
1: from talking. Mm-hmm. Nolan Eller, I what my team was? <coughs> at Marvel, I guess. I think it was Dante Lee and Deadpool. Day, day one, day one technology uh sublimin
0: sublimin gmass um assuming nintendo has no new handheld are you guys looking forward to seeing pokemon and other franchises that are usually only on ds and 3ds hell yes
1: I would like to see a full-fledged console Pokemon: Oh, yes, for first. That's
0: one of the I'm glad you brought that up. That is one of the best things about this, is that like all these franchises that have these god-awful crappy pixel graphics mm. on 3Ds are now forced into the future. They much, have much to. like
1: Nintendo themselves.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like. Yeah, so I'm really, really excited oh, yeah. about
0: that. I'm glad you brought that up. Great question. Okay, we'll answer one more. Oh my gosh, there's so many now. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Man, we can't answer too many more, though. Um, I see you guys keep bringing it up. I don't know why you're so obsessed with the fact that we, yes, we did run the wrong trailer last week in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think it was that big a deal? But yes, we ran the wrong trailer in the show last week, and then in post production we put the right trailer in for the archive on sifted.
1: So yes, you're right. I don't know if it's just driving you crazy, <laughs> wondering if you saw things or not. But yes, that is that, that is what happened. Yeah, another one of those mass hallucinations of the wrong Dragon Warrior trailer. All right, we, we have to stop there. We're, we're over three hours again.
0: So we have to cut it off. I see there's tons of great questions in there. Thanks to everyone who stuck around for the whole episode. Another long one, but I think it was a really good one. I know I had a lot of fun talking about games on today's show. Um, Gaming valves will be rolling out uh, over the next few days. There's, it's just basically... For lack of a better phrase, it's just balls to the wall for the rest of the year now. Mm-hmm. It's just, here come the game, Sifters. It's going to be an awesome couple months. I uh, hope you guys have plenty of cash to buy all the ones that you want and you have the time to play them. So, uh, yeah, with that, I think we're done for the night. Everybody have a great evening. Thanks again for tuning on the live stream. Game Face is up and out.